Hello, Wednesday, May 26, massive news on today's show, plus conversation and reaction to everything. Can't thank you enough for choosing to join us. If you enjoy the show by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like this never happened. Let's get into the massive show, shall we here? Aaron Rodgers is back in action. Yep. Singing Taylor Swift alongside Miles Teller and his lady in Hawaii with Shailene Woodley jumping off waterfalls. And it is officially been in a, playing the guitar, singing oh, yeah. songs, mm-hmm. having a good time out in Hawaii, enjoying the offseason a little bit with his, uh, you know, I I believe Kelly. Kelly, Kaylee, yeah. I think. Kaylee, Kaylee mm-hmm. Teller, who is Miles' wife, has documented a lot of this stuff. They seem like an incredibly cool group of people. They said we're here with soulmates in Hawaii. Ooh. I think he's living his best life right now, and it has been announced as of this morning. He and Bryson DeChambeau will be battling against Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson July 6th, somewhere in Montana, Big Sky Country, Bleacher Report and Capital One have another match for Tom and Phil. I'm pumped. I'm pumped about this. We are going to attempt to try to get in the area of Montana, mostly because I've heard nothing but amazing things about Montana. And in the middle of July, there's not much to talk about. So if this is going on, guess what? This might as well be the fucking Super Bowl for this show. Cannot wait to chat about that then, watch what's going on. By then, I would assume a lot of things have unfolded with Aaron and the Packers. How will that go? We will keep an eye out for you. That June 1 date, by the way, everybody thinks is very important, not just for Aaron, but also for Julio and some other moves. That'll be massive for us, but in July, ha, America's birthday happens, and then it's kind of a waiting game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's hope Otani uh, throws perfect games every night and hits home runs every single night. He might. He just hit another one last night, by the way. Uh, greatest baseball player of all time. Shot. But that's going to be awesome. I'm excited they got that done. Uh, excited to see if Tom plays a little bit better this time. Yeah. Remember last year he was going into a new team, didn't have that much time to golf, especially with the COVID era. And he had one incredible moment from the golf course when he chipped in from like 200 out. Didn't showcase his best golf. I think he's excited to get back out there with Phil. Phil, by the way, coming off the biggest weekend of his life where he outdrove a person 20 years younger than him by 16 yards or something like that, 50 yards, uh, 16th hole going in to win the PGA Championship at at the age of 50. I mean, Phil Mickelson's living his best life. Aaron's living his best life. DeChambeau and Brooks are having amazing. Tom, this is four guys having the time of their lives going out on a golf course and battling. Cannot wait to watch it. There's also a massive Hey, massive game six tonight in the NHL playoffs, okay? Last night, Braun Braun got a win. That game ended around 2 Mm a.m. Shout out to Turner and everybody just saying, you know what, Braun, you're right. It isn't fair for the left coast to have to play at 4 o'clock their time so that the East Coast folks can watch it and enjoy it at a time and then go to bed. And there is an East Coast bias, uh, LeBron. Let's change that. You know, you're a guy that we would – let's have you play – 7.30 7.30 your time. Hey, everybody else can eat shit. Mm. 10.30 at night. But guess what? We're up. We're watching. We're enjoying. And I like it. It's almost like the, the Pac-12 games that are on late at night. Yep. It's, it's almost, I would assume the NBA is potentially seeing good numbers. When I was a kid, I used to watch Lakers games at night. Whenever Kobe and Shaq, because it was on late night. I actually have enjoyed staying up. Now, it sucks in the morning. But watching that game last night in the fourth quarter when they needed it, Zero Braun 30 or whatever the fuck he calls himself yeah. in the playoffs. Seemed to remember, like, hey, this is the playoffs. Like, hey, wh- I was at 
Mr. Loverboy and I's tequila party the same goddamn day as the first playoff game, <laughs> acting as if this is a regular season. It's almost like LeBron was reminded after losing and being disinterested in, in game one, which has happened numerous times before. He was reminded, like, hey, this is the playoffs. He's head-to-head with Caldwell, but I want you to shoot! <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Anthony Davis is making shots. I mean, it feels like they potentially, you know, were woken up and told like, hey, this is the fucking, hey, all that other stuff we did all year, not worth a damn. This is the only thing that matters. Let's go ahead and do this thing. And uh, old Jenner's boyfriend, he's a great ball player. Oh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. feels like they're starting to bully him a little bit. That's going to probably be something that old AD, Braun, Braun, and them are going to go. He's a hell of a player. Chris Paul was hurt. I don't know what happened to him. He tried to bust Braun's arm. Did he hurt himself <laughs> trying to take off LeBron's arm in game one? We're not sure, but I enjoyed that last night. I'm happy the Lakers are back. The Clippers are dead. And by the way, it doesn't matter what's going on in the West anyways. There's an all-star team in the East Yes, who put up 71 points in the first half of a playoff game against the Boston Celtics, uh, who have a pretty good team. That team, uh, it's going to be tough to beat. That, that team is going to make rosters realign. That team is going to make free agents do different things. That team in Brooklyn will never, from what I've been told, ever be the team of New York City. That's what I've been told, that True. they will never, mm-hmm. ever be the team in New York City. The Knicks, like, the reason why Madison Square Garden was the way it was and uh, Barclays Center couldn't sell out all their tickets is because the Knicks are New York City's team. Like, this is how it is. And I said, what if the Nets win, like, five straight, four straight, three straight? Well, that doesn't matter. We'll never be it. So I think the Nets are becoming more of, like, a national team. Like, we're all starting to, like, okay, I enjoy what they're doing now. Basketball purists and people that are sport enthusiasts and enthusiasts and love the competition. Oh, they're buying a team. They're putting it together. Welcome to the NBA. We don't necessarily love it, but it's the reality. It's what you got to do. Let's hope Zion now gets recruited to another oh. team. Okay, let's hope Zion gets recruited out to L.A., you know. Anthony Davis, like, hey, I've been there, done that with New Orleans. Come on over here. We let's win go. championships and get Rolls Royces over here, okay? <laughs> and maybe I didn't work at all this past offseason because I did get championship, got the money, got the Rolls Royce, and maybe it is a little bit of a slow roll. Anthony Davis had to hit a three late last night, buried a three late last Bam. night. Anthony Davis had to have a SWAT late last night. Anthony Davis had a SWAT last night. I think they're going to run into a potential ammunition problem against the Nets. Yep. I think that's going to happen. This is what's happening in the NFL, by the way. People are running into teams that have five wide 4-2-40s uh, premier wide receivers and you just can't keep, you don't have enough to keep up. It feels like that's the NBA in a nutshell and the Nets have Three guys on our team that are just unbelievable at basketball. Well, we don't know if they'll be able to gel together, said everybody. It's like basketball, you don't really have to, right? I mean, you don't really have to gel. Nope. It's like a react type thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like the triangle offense, everybody talks about the triangle offense being so successful, but triangle offense, if you learn it and know it, it's all reactionary. And Mm -hmm. I would assume that there's most basketball strategy is reactionary. Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, they're going to figure it out. Plus, they got fucking Blake Griffin who paid $13 million to get out of Detroit to go over. (laughs) I mean, it is. That team's a lot of fun to watch. The NBA playoffs, though, uh, pale in comparison to the NHL playoffs. Here we go. Okay. The NHL playoffs, and the reason why I'm going to talk about this in a fashion I'm talking about it because, you know, last year I only got like two weeks worth of NHL playoffs. Real bummer. The Pittsburgh Penguins actually got swept. So it was actually like a week and a half. They got swept 4-0 right out of the bubble. See you later. Before the season could even start, the Penguins were sent out of the fucking bubble. Now, they were still invited to the bubble up there in Canada which is awesome and, you know, a show of respect for Hockey Town. And there are some teams like the Detroit Red Wings. 
What's that? I mean, you didn't have to do this. You know, there yeah, was something. Yeah, you did. You got a big game tonight. You don't have to worry about the Red Wings today. Pat. I'm telling. A whole, I'm painting a whole picture yeah. of Fox. Okay, I'm painting an entire picture so everybody can understand this. The Pittsburgh Penguins last year were invited to the bubble. Oh yeah. The Red Wings and other teams were not. Nope. Oh, no. It was a select group. And just like the NBA bubble where they added some spots in that bubble to get Zion into the bubble, and they didn't make it this year for whatever reason. We need Zion in the playoffs, by the way, at least in a play-in game. The Celtics are in the fucking playoffs, and they lost. Whoa. They gave up 71 points. In whoa, the day. whoa, whoa, whoa. What's that? We were just talking about the Brooklyn Nets being one of the greatest teams yeah, of all okay, time. But okay, just... don't bury the Celtics <laughs> anyway, so, while you're putting up the net. All right, so the bubble for the hockey, you know, there was no way Sidney Crosby and the boys weren't going to be in that bubble. Okay, there's no way the Pittsburgh Penguins weren't going to be in that bubble. And when they get in the bubble, I'm excited. I'm, I'm pumped. Here we go. We're going to win another Stanley Cup because, you know, I, I hadn't done enough research on our roster. You know, I, I hadn't done enough research on the team, the style of play, mostly because COVID was around and nobody knew what the fuck we were going to get on the other side of it. We got swept. See you later. Get out. Mm. So this year, obviously, following along with the Penguins. Watch first couple games, kind of keep track via social media because out here in Indianapolis, they refuse to play any hockey games, which is a massive part of my anger with the NHL because if I want to watch Sidney Crosby, the greatest hockey player of all time in Indianapolis where there isn't an NHL team, I should be very easily able to get to a game to watch this guy play. The NHL has done a terrible job. I've talked about this over, you know, probably years at this point, but a lot more people are listening now. The NHL has done a terrible job of marketing the game. That's just something from coming from hockey con, a place with a team that would get invited to any NHL tournament at any time if the penguins were rated too low for that bubble they would have made that bubble big enough to fit the entire fucking league to get Sidney crosby in there oh, yeah. I, I, I just the nhl would have done that to get the penguins in there they didn't invite the red wings all right left them out all right it's because right. i think anyways stink the team we have this year was a team that i thought hey we're gonna go there's this Tanev guy. He's got this long hair. He's fast as fuck. We need speed, actually. We, we're kind of getting a little bit older. We got the studs. Sydney, obviously, greatest of all time. And Evgeny Malkin. We got these players that are up there. Letang has been around. He's been – Letang has his Letang moments, but Letang is a stud. We – Gensel, I mean, Rusty. It felt like – old Jeff Carter, whatever the fuck his oh, name yeah. is. He, yeah. he, he turned the ball – turned the puck over right at the blue line in the third period as if he was just – he was tired, they said. Well, fuck it. Right, dump it in then, Jeff. Right? You can't have it tonight, Jeff. Jeff won us a game just a couple of nights yeah. ago. So we had a good roster. This Jari character who started out terrible and then got hot, and then now we're in the NHL playoffs. Here we go. This is when hockey gets awesome. This is when it is the best time to be a hockey fan. This is when every other sport should watch what the NHL does and go, man, every night it is electric. There's overtimes. There's high speed. There's action. There's skill. There's grace. And at this particular time, there's terrible goalkeeper goaltender play out of the fucking Pittsburgh Penguins and Tristan Jarrett. Yep. Yeah. So tonight, game six, Coliseum there against the Islanders. You know, this could have been a bye-bye, Coliseum. Get the fuck out of the NHL night. But instead, since our goalie forgot how to play goalie 
for the sport of hockey in the second overtime of a playoff game and passed it right to the Islanders. Here we sit staring down potential elimination. And elimination doesn't just mean the Penguins, greatest team of all time, don't win another Stanley Cup. And that Lord Stanley post-COVID doesn't then get a chance to waltz down the south side of Pittsburgh bar to bar getting bonged and chugged all around Pittsburgh. A magical moment. Lord Stanley has come back home. We beat COVID. Here we go. That, that is potentially gone after tonight, yeah. okay? But also, I'm afraid that I won't watch another hockey game. Nope. Yeah. And that means that the greatest thing in sports outside of football, okay, this is the aside from, that we sure. aside from the NFL, the greatest thing in sports I will not get to enjoy past six games of the first round, and I just can't fathom that happening to me right now. So I'm thinking the Pens win by seven to eight goals. Okay. 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 Yeah. I'm thinking Jari, definitely a fucking shutout. That guy knows what he did at the end of that game. Uh-huh. He had to walk back into that dressing room, stare all the boys. Down. Hey, boys. Hey, hey. Sorry, I passed it to him there. Hey. Fucked up, boys. Hey, boys. They fucked it up. Hey, I just, hey, it was a one-timer, I thought. I Next forgot. game, boys. Hey, sorry, boys. And everybody's like, hey, fuck you, Jari. One too many times. We want Maxime Legacy to go in, our third-string goalie, yeah. consummate third-string guy who's 28 years old. But they're saying, no, put you back out there tonight. He pitches a shutout. Pens win by eight. That thing comes back to PPG. And it's Pens at seven. Let's go. Or I fucking riot over to the Pittsburgh Penguins facility. Big game tonight, though. Hey, let's Big have fun. Big huge game. Can't wait. Here we go. Let's enjoy this thing tonight. This might be the last time uh, this entire show talks about hockey. I mean, the Bruins yeah. might be in there. Connor will try to shoehorn it in there. Absolutely. But I will I will obviously not pay attention to that because hockey already crashes the ratings and it's yeah. for a team that I care about. And it's also yeah. a team that has the goat on it. Mm-hmm. And it still doesn't matter. And, and I actually have some information on it. It's going to be tough for me to talk about the fucking avalanche, okay? Exactly. I don't, I don't watch the avalanche. Not going to watch the avalanche. Yeah, no. <laughs> right, that's just going to happen. I love them. I love NHL playoff hockey. But if I don't have a team in there, I don't have a race and horse or a horse and a race, I ain't going to fucking watch the race. I mean, yeah, that's just no. not going to happen. Uh-huh. And especially if the Bruins go on to win anything at all, I will just like, I will not watch out of spite. The, of this it. entire thing can't do it. Probably so. pretty smart. I mean, I'm pulling for the Pens because I want that Bees Pens series, and that's why it's so devastating to tell you that the Penguins are probably going to lose by 15 tonight. Yeah, I guess. Uh, strictly yeah. because Jari does not know how to play goalie, and it seems as though Sidney Crosby might be a little banged up if he's not if he's skipping shifts. That's at Boston Connor. He was skipping shifts last game, and by the way, I was the only person I think that talked yeah. about the <laughs> NHL who noticed that he was skipping shifts. Strictly because. I am probably one of his biggest fans on earth. And as soon as he gets yeah. on, even when he isn't around the puck, like I want to watch what he's doing. Hey, uh, I want to watch what that. he's doing. What is Sydney doing? Mostly because I feel like I can learn the game of hockey best by watching the best player and just see what he does. So it's like the, the away from the puck type stuff. Like I've enjoyed learning about hockey via watching Sidney Crosby. And that last game, it was like, is this guy... Going on. He's not even out there. Where is he? And he was. He was missing shifts. What the hell happened? Do we know anything? He might have a broken spine from carrying that fucking organization for the last you, 10 years. Uh, it does stink. And, you know, what you're leaving out here as well is, you know, if the Penguins get bouncing around one, it is time to move on from Pittsburgh being hockey time. Thanks. They no, are just not gonna ask, are you nervous anymore. Are you nervous Sid's going to leave town after this year if they lose tonight? No, no. Then you guys maybe turn into what Detroit has been for the last couple of years. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, last couple of years. Yeah. And then no one's going to be calling it hockey town anymore. Anymore. Uh, it's just going to be Pittsburgh. It will always be hockey They're time. probably uh, going to sell the team because they tried to do that like 20 years ago or so. Now listen, it ain't we had a nervous? hell of a run, okay? We had a hell of a run with Mario Lemieux, Yarmer Yager, mm-hmm. Ronnie Francis, 
and the boys. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. that the starter jacket with the triangle Ooh. with the penguin. Good time. Couldn't tell me fucking nothing. Okay, I was moving cigs in the, that starter jacket yeah. in that front Middle pocket. Pass, right. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That thing was. Now I will say, not me, obviously. And the Penguins, the reason why I was such a diehard Penguins fan is because got to go to Penguins games. Pittsburgh Steelers season tickets, you're never going to be able to get in there. The price is just absurd. You're never going to be able to get in there. We were able to go to Penn's games and watch. You know, I have been in the nosebleeds of the igloo, okay, way back in the day. The one that got imploded before the PPG Paints Arena was built, which is a fine establishment, but it ain't the igloo. I had sat in the nosebleeds and watched the boys decorate nets from front to back. It was something that I enjoyed immensely. And I do believe the city maybe did turn a little bit against the Penguins, oh. you know, because the Steelers continue to do their thing. Mm-hmm. And the Pirates, they stunk always. But <laughs> there was a time maybe in between that particular team and then getting the first overall pick in like three straight drafts, which is awesome, by the way, absolutely awesome. <laughs> we draft one guy who couldn't even play for a year because the fucking Russian mob had him up. Now you know him as Evgeny Malkin. He'll score tonight. We will win. That's boosted to plus 500 on FanDuel, by Woo! the way. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, there was a time where it was dreary days. But – don't ever think that it was because of the fans. No, no. This was because of ownership at the time. This was a Krause-type situation. Then Mario Lemieux said, hey, we ain't going anywhere. Buys into you. the team, rebuilds it, and we've always been there. We ain't ever going to be the Red Wings, pal. All right? That ain't ever going to happen. Listen, hey, I'm pulling for you guys tonight. I want this show to continue to talk about hockey yes. because I know Hockey Town is on its way back. This next five years is going to be run, the NHL run through Detroit. Okay. Well, we don't we'll be waiting. Yeah, that's wrong. We'll be waiting. talking about the it. AHL, maybe you guys weren't even invited to the tournament last year. We didn't okay. want to go to the COVID Cup, we only play for Stanley. What Cup. about this year, huh? What about this year, Foxy? We're loading up, also, we're gonna save hockey. It doesn't matter, okay? We're not listen. I, I understand that you have to like kind of baby face for the Red Wings right now because I kind of bury them on a regular basis, mm. but it's true. I mean, the team stinks. We're guys hockey stink. town, okay? Well. You're not going to be hockey town if you lose in the first round again. It'll be coming back home to Boston and it'll be hockey time. It's okay. never no, real no. hockey car, yeah, Exactly. No. Now you know no. what I'm saying. No, that ain't happening, dude. Listen, it's going to take one, more than one cup in 20 years to take that crown, pal. Okay? Talking you about can you. Win. Oh, we won't want in 2012. We won't want in 2012, so it would have been two and ten. Talking about you, pal. Yeah, two and ten years? Okay, I think that warrants it. God, I just no. know. I mean, the whole place is falling apart. <laughs> Good Lord. You know what I mean? I mean, my goddamn pack here. It's just, the issue is, you know, and I feel like I'm an eternal optimist when it comes to this Penguins team. Sure. Absolutely. More than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Because I only do get a chance to really see them when they're in the playoffs. Yeah, so yeah. Like, when it matters. Hey, we're in the playoffs. Yes. Play the hits. We're in the dance. Here we go. We're going to win. This is what this is what the Penguins do. Because for a large portion of my life, that is all the Pens do is fucking win. Now, hockey if you town. are from hockey town, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> yeah. your parents probably got a chance to experience that. Back oh, yeah. whenever there was oh, no Steve face masks on uh-huh. goalies well, and yeah. whenever they could barely. I, I don't even know if there was. Well, there was no salary cap and you could just buy up every Hall of Famer in the well, league, put them on your team, play third line, doesn't matter. Brett Hall, one of the greatest goal scorers of all time. Yeah, you're playing third line, don't matter. Listen, yeah. by the way, I, I don't mind that, okay? <laughs> I, I, I don't mind people that are spending money to win, okay? I'm a big fan of that. But Pittsburgh is a hockey winning town we it wins it is a popular sport in hockey because the penguins win 
And if it's back-to-back first-round exits when it fucking matters, Yikes. I'm going to lose my marbles. It would actually be three years in a row. Oh, no! <laughs> hey, listen, if the pens get bounced, I mean, math is waiting with open arms in Vegas. Friend of the program. I mean, listen, Stoner and the boys are hot. I don't know how many times I have to say it. Listen, They're winning tonight. Who? Vegas? Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. Wouldn't you to, want to celebrate the first championship in the franchise's history? It, it's very interesting because we get to watch Jari do Jari stuff, mm-hmm. and then Math is on immediately afterwards. And it's like, oh, that guy's best friends with Sidney Crosby. Grew up in the same goddamn town. That guy right there led us to a couple Stanley Cups. Now, he got run out of town, obviously, because there was a Ooh. younger, better version of him in everybody's eyes. But still doing it. It is, it is tough with those West... Oh. Games happening right afterwards. It's late. It's I mean, very late. It's like you got because you got Braun last night. Exactly. Now you got Mark Andre Fleury tonight. And but Ty makes a great point. Uh, as soon as the Penguins get bounced, I will jump ship over to Vegas and become a huge Vegas Golden Knights fan. Probably bigger than Ty. <laughs> it's fucking hey, whoa, easy pal, <laughs> easy pal. Get in line. I'm still waiting for my season tickets. Get in line. <laughs> you <Nice>. know, <laughs> who bought those? All the sports books out there. Uh, I don't know. I mean, T-Mobile Arena is rocking every every week. So, all right, let's talk about rocking. Um, there was some news that came out. By the way, let's go Pens tonight, huh? Yeah, come on, Pens. It's a jersey Nick and Phil got me uh, for my thirtieth birthday. I uh, figured I'd bring it out because the season might be over. <laughs> yeah, well, you I, uh, I hope it isn't. You better put that thing on and get in between the pipes if you don't want the season to be over. Uh, I don't think I'd pass a lot of the tests that they are currently giving, but I could <laughs> fucking – I got a good glove hand. Oh, yeah. And that's where the Islanders have been shooting. I think Jari bounces back. I do believe the Pens win tonight, but inevitably I don't know if we got the – It's okay. I don't know if we got the team to win another Stanley Cup. Oh, no. You ain't getting by the beast. I don't know if we got it. Sorry. Getting a little long in the tooth. It's not that. It's just they were so good for so long, Mm. this team. And then they lost all their toughness. You send Phil Kessel out of fucking town, right? What are you doing? And listen, that guy loves hot dogs and he's tough and everything like that. Crazy hair. And I'm not saying he's the toughest guy of all time, but that gives you at least a little grit, you know? He's a warrior. And that kind of spreads throughout the entire thing. Yeah. We get bullied out there by this Islanders, and we've been getting bullied. Now, we are the pests, but, you know, normally you want one, one, maybe two pests on the team, you know, and then let let the big fish handle the things, and then you got the pests that are kind of stirring up the shit, you know what I mean? And then protect Sid. And then, yeah, but... We, have we, all, we ain't got no fucking big fish. We have all pests. Yeah, okay? yeah. Not great. All right. So because you have to have at least one. Gino could be our guy. And and by the way, you shouldn't be asking Gino, probably top six hockey player of all time, if I had to guess. <laughs> yeah. Top six, top seven hockey player of all time. I mean, I'm not going to get into the list. Just know that he's in my top eight, probably. Okay. <laughs> so, so you're literally saying you have a bunch of neck down, but no sharks in there. Yeah, well, that is, I think that Necton is a mentality uh, that PJ Fleck asks his players to have that they're always hungry. And I'm not 100% sure if there's any sharks in there or any Necton mentality. Oh, no. Gino, no tuna. No, he, he ain't catfish here, though. Uh-uh. You know what I mean? He ain't yeah. a sucker. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he's, uh, he's a. He's a, he's a swordfish, a, man. No, yeah, he's he's fucking largemouth bass, all right? <laughs> okay. Uh, he's Solid out there. fish. Ain't winning no cups, though. It's definitely better than an octopus up there in Detroit, though. We haven't seen that in years. That's right. I don't know. I mean, when was the last time that happened? Speaking of fish, but you're right. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we have a team to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, a lot of things are going to have to happen. 
Jari's going to have to be like better than he's ever been in his entire life every single game for every single time. It's like in hockey, if you don't know hockey that well, the goalie is playoff necessity. If your goalie gets hot, because in the season they take breaks, they play like a game or two games and they're off and then they play. In the playoffs, if a goalie gets hot, you just send them out there. And it yeah. becomes like a household name because of how important it is. And every playoff game, not every game, there's blowouts obviously, but 90% of NHL games are goal differential overtime. So if your goalie is a stud, it's, it's just like defense in the NFL. You can tell at the end of the season which defense is a Super Bowl-ready defense. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I thought it was going to be the Saints defense for a long time. I actually said, hey, Saints have the offense, but they also have a defense that could go on a Super Bowl run. Now, they had a lot with Drew's injury and everything like that, and their defense could done it. But if you watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense towards the end of that season last year, especially during the playoff run, it was they were fucking unbelievable to watch. A goalie's a lot like that. If a goalie gets hot, he can win you a cup all by himself, basically. That's why Matt Murray replaced Marc-Andre Fleury, and Marc-Andre Fleury goes to Vegas as an expansion roster guy, one of the first picks, I think, because we had another goalie who had just taken over a playoff series and won a Stanley Cup. It's like, oh, we got a guy. We got Andrew Luck. See you later, Peyton. We're good. Here, this go. Turns out that guy did have a hell of a fucking run, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But once somehow something happened, maybe it was something he ate, maybe it's something that he like uh, came across and, and like sniffed or something. Oh. He just forgot how to use his glove. Lost that guy. Yikes. Just just yeah. completely every game, just completely. Then he gets shipped out of town. Who knows how he's doing? Now we got this guy. He gets hot, he gets hot, and then something, it's a very in-between years thing. You forget how to do stuff. It, it's, it's, it's the game of hockey. Yeah. Put in legacy. I don't know if Legacy's the guy either. But he is undefeated this season. Got a shutout, With too. a shutout. He ain't never seen a goal go in as a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's rolling right now. But let's talk about something else. Um, Madison Square Garden for the Rangers. Awesome environment. Yeah. Coliseum for the New York Islanders. Awesome environment. Madison Square Garden for the New York Knicks. Incredible environment. There's been a lot of places that have been packed out that we have gotten a chance to, you know, go back to when it felt like the world was normal. We got a chance to go back to a time before the entire world stopped. And there was a lot of questions and conversations. Will people want to go back into stadiums again? Will people want to go back into large groups again? Because it takes 20 days to start a habit. People are locked down for 10 months, 12 months, 13 months, depending upon where you lived a different amount of time where you just stayed home, stayed to yourself. A lot more social media interactions, a lot more isolations, which led to, you know, a lot of potential mental health issues as well. And with what we learned quickly about the spread of, you know, germs and potential diseases and viruses and where new handshakes and the DAP was potentially going to be gone forever, a lot of people wondered, will people still want to get back into stadiums? Will the experience of sports in front of a gladiator-like atmosphere ever return and we're learning very quickly yeah oh yeah yeah it will <laughs> as soon as there was an opportunity to get in that texas ranger stadium forty thousand people probably not even baseball fans that was sold out immediately over there in jacksonville when ufc that thing was packed all the way to the roof do whatever you want to do now we're getting a chance to see it in the nba in the biggest city in the biggest market in the place that was the hot spot for america for a long time they're packed out and now it is being reported uh that 30 of the 32 nfl teams have given a full 
systems go to full capacity stadiums this season. Feels like we beat COVID. I'm pumped up for this. Obviously, the crowd getting pumped in via the TV and some places having a few or a percentage of people in there. You got to do what you got to do during the time. But I think all owners in the NFL were pumped to potentially get their fans, the people that are the backbone for their organization, the people that provide everything that you possibly need, whether it's watching, which is the largest. Like when somebody says, oh, I bought a ticket. I paid your salary. It's like, no, nah, you didn't. Okay. My salary comes from the TV, but those motherfuckers still have to watch. The ratings still have to be there. They still have to shop from the advertisers. The backbone of every business is their fans. The fact, one, entertainment business, you get it, and football is entertainment. But getting their fans back into the stadiums, they couldn't wait to make that announcement. Roger Goodell said that at a press conference like two months ago. Hey, I think we're going to have full stadiums this fall as this thing is continuing to unfold and more is you know, kind of learned as we go. I think we're fucking all the way back. Very fascinating, though, in this James Palmer tweet. The 30 of the 32 NFL teams have agreed to full capacity. Tom Pellicero, I'm sorry, uh, Tom. Uh, the only two teams that haven't are the Denver Broncos and the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, jeez. Mm. So you're telling me, okay, the Los Angeles Rams, Los Angeles Chargers, San Francisco, which is also the Santa Clara 49ers, who got kicked out of their stadium (laughs) last season. They've all said, yeah, we're good to go. Okay, we're good to go for full stadiums. Uh, The Buffalo Bills, New York's only team. People forget that that is the only team that is in New York state lines. They're good to go. The New Jersey teams, the New York Giants and Jets, they're good to go. Mm -hmm. Minnesota Vikings, they're good to go. A lot of the teams that you would expect in cities that you would expect to potentially be slower in rolling out maybe a different protocol than everywhere else. And we all saw who was doing what and who wasn't doing what. But when you start thinking about it in that fashion with what the protocols are and everything like that, the Denver Broncos makes sense. Denver is a is a city, I think, that is always Indianapolis Colts, though. That one's very interesting. This (laughs) fucking guy. All right. This mayor. All right. Now. I'm sure he's a nice, he's not actually. I have no idea. I, I don't know him. But how are the Indianapolis Colts on this thing? There's going to be 137,000 people at the Indy 500 this weekend. And that's because the Indy 500 has enough space to kind of separate and everything like that. Imagine if Indianapolis had the same rules that Madison Square Garden has in New York City. I would assume they'd be able to have 200, 300,000 people at this Indy 500. Oh, yeah. yeah. The fact that the Indianapolis Colts are one of the only two teams to not come out and be able to say, we are going to have full capacity because of local governance, I would assume. And we've gotten a chance to witness here firsthand. If you haven't, just know, like, a lot of my friends lost their companies that have just worked their asses off. And everywhere else, it seems to not be happening. But this guy's fucking hero over here, which we, we do appreciate. I do. I understand it's not an easy job. I don't think it's an easy job at all. But when you talk about 30 of 32 teams in this city being one, this city's built to host people. This, build, this city is literally designed to be hospitable. And for whatever reason, we're one of the cities that is saying, no, nope, yeah, we can't, not, we haven't run our tests yet. We'll see how, yeah, how this whole thing goes. Uh, but this is exciting for everybody else, at least at this point. Yeah, fired up. I can't believe, I mean, New England. I thought yeah. Massachusetts, I didn't think the Patriots were going to be full capacity. I figured they'd be one of those 32. I have no clue why your team out here no, is no, 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 goddamn no. state. No, it's not my team. All right. My team is you guys. 
All right. Hell yeah. Thank you. We have abided by the protocols. (laughs) We are very lucky to be able to abide with the way we had it built with walls and the spacing that we had. A lot of people Mm -hmm. said this office is way too big for us. They didn't know. Had no idea. They didn't know. Pandemic ready. (laughs) It was pandemic ready. Exactly. Able to stop the whole thing. And I understand that it is not an easy job. Okay. I understand it's not an easy job to make those decisions. But what, what, what could he possibly be waiting on? that everybody else hasn't like yeah. like I, I don't know is this is he smarter than everybody and if that's the case very proud yeah, yeah. we got a guy smarter than everybody right here in indianapolis mayor but but if not like what the fuck are we doing <laughs> yeah i mean i especially if like chicago which i chicago, believe yes. much worse <laughs> you know like they're good to go i mean cincinnati's what two hours away it's like hey you guys are good i mean I don't know. It is wild. I did. I like when I saw this. I was very, very surprised that the Colts were one of the teams. I was reading the tweet from Tom Pelissero. Okay, because this is Tom Pelissero, and we all know Tom Pelissero read every part of the memo, Mm -hmm. and he is telling you why the NFL is doing what the NFL is doing. Mm -hmm. He's basically a chip and a glitch from Roger Goodell. Everything he said. Right. I was so pumped reading the tweet. 30 of 32 teams. Let's go. And then all of a sudden it says, but the Colts and the Brian. Of course, this fucking guy. Let's get to a break. Hey, I mean. We're back, though. We did. They beat COVID. They beat COVID. They beat COVID. They beat COVID. They did it. We did it. Hey. Carson's back, too. Hey. Yeah, let's talk about that right now, actually. We didn't talk about it yesterday. I have no idea how. I think it's because my excitement level for it was so high for a moment and then I went to sleep and then I completely forgot about the next day. It was kind of like one of those emotional uh, like dumps, you know, like when you roller coaster this entire thing. Uh, Carson Wentz is all the way back, okay? There were some people that called into question whether or not he was broken. Mm-hmm. I may or may not have been one of those people when I was wondering why Maybe. we are so content on getting Carson Wentz when at that time, Aaron Rodgers was potentially available and Matthew Stafford was potentially available. Now, do I think Carson Wentz, if Carson can play his absolute best football like he did a few years ago, can he play as good as Matthew Stafford and hopefully one day be able to get to the point where he is Aaron Rodgers 16 years into this thing, the guy, you know what I mean? Yes, I think he can. Absolutely. But at this moment, when we were having a conversation about him potentially, you know, being a Colt, I was like, yo, I don't want, there is other options. Oh, yeah. But now that Carson, by the way, Aaron, we still don't know. Nope. We no still clue. know what's going to go on. Matthew Stafford was traded for like three firsts or something like that yeah. to the Los Angeles Rams. So they felt the same exact way as I did. Now they might be wrong. I might be wrong. We might be wrong. But I think Matthew Stafford's going to do very well in Los <laughs> Angeles. And I think a lot of people just haven't seen him play. I think they have no idea. He's about to absolutely ball out. But now, you know, that we get Carson after all that happens. So I'm on vacation, actually, when this happens. I have to stare yep. down the inevitability of me having to face the music here of saying what I had said because Philadelphia was tweeting, get Carson to Indy, it's the best fit. And I was just one of the only voices that was like, who says that's the best fit? Like, who? <laughs> just because he and Frank had success in the past, who says that's I don't want to hear it. Like, I don't want to hear Aaron Rodgers would be a great fucking fit, too. I, I want to yeah. let you know. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers would be a great fit if he came in here. Just like Tom is a great fit in Tampa. I don't know if that was something they were thinking. But it, it, you bring in something like that. But now after meeting Carson, you know, in hearing why Carson thinks, you know, and was so thankful uh, of Frank Reich. Uh, I mean, and now I'm getting to see some, 
you know, some footage from practice where he's spinning that thing. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. And I'm hearing conversations he's having with T.Y. And T.Y.'s telling me, like, hey, I am very excited about getting back to work. And then this footage comes of Carson Wentz. And after we had already met him, he's six foot ten. Yeah, he body. is a mm-hmm. massive man, okay? <laughs> then there's footage of him at practice, after practice, shooting hoops, playing knockout against Aww. a guy who had a thousand points at Virginia Commonwealth and Mo Alley Cox in front of the entire team. Carson Wentz is swagging out. Carson Wentz is fade away. Now, every time he faded, he missed. So, yeah. listen, Carson, fucking sit in the pocket, dude. All right? When he had good form, he knocked it. Bang. 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 Knocked it down. Wow. You could see literally when he was going to make it, when he wasn't going to make it. The team was cheering. Carson had to answer a couple times. He did as such. I mean, there's another answer. I mean, it looks like he's having a blast. There was a celebration. And he let his teammate win because he's a good guy, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Great teammate. Mo Ali Cox, great tight end, great basketball player. Carson Wentz seems to be beloved by everybody. And it looks like he's having the time of his life. So maybe all that conversation about him being broken, just like what Frank Reich said, was all bullshit. This guy seems to be loving football again. I assume he's loving his teammates again. And I assume that's going to bring the confidence back that he had a couple years ago when he was an MVP player. I'm so thankful that North Dakota dude is in this town. And I did not know they had basketball hoops in North Dakota. But it seems like he's a baller. And I had since seen some high school highlights of him. That guy worked the boards. Mm -hmm. He was a big body down there. He's tough down there. Mm -hmm. And this guy's all the way back. Carson Wentz MVP. I think it's like plus 27. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Get on it now. Get on it now. I think he's ready to go. He looks awesome in the blue and white, too. Those might be his colors. This really might be a whole new Carl Wentz. Yeah, it's Carl Wentz 2.0. Yeah. And uh, you know what would help him immensely, I think? Maybe uh, another weapon. Is Julio that Jones. Yeah, is that where you're going? There's news on Julio Jones and. Um, hold on, let me. Shannon Sharp story. Oh, really? Okay. So. It's coming out allegedly. Julio did not know he was on TV. Oh, jeez. So what does that mean? Put that guy in jail. That's what a paralegal said on (laughs) internet. People go through many changes as we get older. Isn't that right? Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. For men, one of the less fortunate changes is that testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. For most men, it begins around the age of 30. And testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. My Whoa. God. So if you live to 130, you ain't got shit left. No. Uh-oh. Minus 30. Well, if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where, you know, begins around 30. And the testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. So does it start at zero or does it start at 30? That's the thing. This is where That's they can get you. <laughs> one of them damn word problems this is one of those yeah. problems where you're like well wait a minute uh which can i ask a follow-up anyways i was good at those tests because i always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher that's right okay <laughs> i don't know what's going on but this is me versus you fuck you that's how, I, that's how i view it. that's why friends at roman have a new supplement designed to support testosterone production i did not know this they formulated their own supplements with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients you hear this aj roman's Mm -hmm. testosterone supplement is for anyone who wants to support their own body's natural function they formulated their own blend with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients getting started is simple just go to getroman.com usa 
Their supplement contains vitamin D3, what? zinc, what? magnesium, what? maca, what? and ashwagandha in a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else. To learn more about these incredible ingredients, visit GetRoman.com USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two-day shipping when you go to GetRoman.com forward slash USA. Get $15 off your first order plus free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com forward slash USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. I've been looking for that type of stuff. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Now we know. Hey, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us, I believe a four-time Super Bowl champion. Whew. I believe four-time Super Bowl champion. A man who is a surefire Hall of Famer. A guy who, when was called upon to make a kick that every kicker has ever dreamt about potentially having to kick, but had to actually experience it, feel it, and execute on the grandest stage of them all, the Super Bowl. You're talking about a, uh, a sniper. Hey, he's been called. You're talking about a guy who is ice cold, has ice running through his veins, ladies and gentlemen. Dad of the year, Adam Vinatieri. Yeah! What's going on, dude? What are you doing? Out of the year, that's impressive. Well, I mean, you're, you're coaching a guy who's going to be in the NFL. Your kid's going to be in the NFL for sure. I mean, let's go ahead and call it what it is. Your dad of the year over there. You're almost retired, maybe not retired. You're just living over there, huh? I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying life, bud. Enjoying life. Trying to be like you. What did you do uh, today? What has what your daily schedule been like? And what do you do on a day-to-day now that you're not in the league full-time? Well, today was a little bit less. Today's the last day of school for the kids, so you get them up and off to school and then get a workout in and just relax, man. It's, uh, it's good. It's good. You get, you get, a, you get to actually make, uh, make, make time to figure out what you want to do, but I tell you what, it almost seems like it's more busy now because your honeydew list or your list of stuff you want to get accomplished just keeps growing and growing and growing. Hey, are you comfortable in this uh, post-football life? That Morton Anderson interview, uh, by the way, legend. Did you guys have a good – do you guys have – I assume you two know each other very well. I mean, two goats in this whole thing, right? I assume you guys are good friends. We actually got to know each other a lot more in the last couple of years. Um, you know, I played against him a handful of times, and he was always kind of one of my one of my heroes when I got into the league. I mean, shoot, he was toward the end of his career, and and uh, I mean, he played another ten years when I you know first started off. So I just kept on playing against him or, or and just sitting there going, man, it's amazing what you've accomplished, and then being able to play as pretty much as long as he did and, and to be able to do some of the same things that he did was pretty awesome. So we kind of reconnected after he was done and, and I broke some of his records and stuff like that. I was one of the biggest advocates for him to make it to the Hall of Fame. I tell you, you played 25 years and got 2,500 points. I don't know how you aren't, uh, you know, at least considered every single year. And it was awesome that he finally got in on and and Ray Guy. And I think there just needs to be a few more specialists in the in the hall because of them, those guys. Well, you're going to be in. Go ahead, AJ. <laughs> hey, so Adam, I know you came in and you played for, for uh, Bill Parcells right on. Then you, you transitioned to Bill Belichick. <laughs> Obviously, two coaching legends. What like what was that like coming in as a rookie kicker, kicking for Bill Parcells? And then what was Belichick like, I guess, when he first got there? Well, two th- it's funny you ask that. Um, Parcells was never a big 
advocate or fan of rookie specialists. I know he had Matt Barr for a bunch of years who he absolutely loved, who earned his respect by kicking championship kicks and, uh, and helping him win Super Bowls and stuff like that. Uh, I believe there's a guy by the name of Scott Sisson that he drafted was a was a uh, a rookie that came in and, and didn't do quite didn't do great, I guess, at some point and, and only lasted about a half a year. And, and very shortly thereafter, I'm the next rookie kicker in camp with him. So he tried to make it uh, as difficult as he could for me, challenged me pretty much every day. There's a lot of times where, you know, the, the team was going to do no conditioning or maybe double conditioning, depending on if, hey, Vinatieri, run out there and kick this 50 yard. If he makes it, there's no conditioning. If he misses it, we're doing twice as much kind of stuff. And he, he would stand in my kicking spot or he would he would purposely get in my way when we were doing stuff. But I, in a, in a weird way, I really appreciated that because it just added extra pressure in training camp, in practice, and, and uh, I think it helped me, you know, just stay focused on stuff like that. Uh, Belichick, uh, awesome. It was funny because he was the defensive backs, defensive coordinator when Parcells was there, and for the longest time, I didn't have a name. Belichick would call me, hey, four, or hey, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming I can't, but uh, it, took, it took probably about a full year before he either learned my name or maybe before I earned enough respect from him to call me by my name. But uh, I learned a lot from them two gentlemen, two of the best coaches ever. I, I still say, um, Coach, uh, Coach Belichick, I have to put him on the top of the list of all-time great coaches. Oh, I mean, yeah. Proof is in the pudding, you know. I mean, it's just one of those things that that I learned a lot from him. I, I watched him take the best out of every player, and it might you might be an average player, you might be an elite player, but he got the best out of every guy, and and they won a lot of championships because of it. And and I think he learned some of that probably from Bill Parcells as well, another Hall of Fame coach, obviously. So um, I was blessed to be around amazing athletes and amazing coaches my entire career, and I and I guess that's probably why I ultimately hold some stats and and was some. around championships because I was just blessed to be around some hell of, hell of a good coaches and players, that's for sure. Yeah, but everybody says that they got to be teammates with you, though, dude. Like, you're one of the only kickers ever that people... Andrew Luck was fucking pumped to meet Adam Vinatieri. He even thanked <laughs> Adam Vinatieri in his retirement press conference because uh, Andrew, and we don't have to dive deep into this, but Andrew was over in um, Germany, I think, with his dad with the World League, and they played against Vinatieri whenever he was a kid. So, like, he had known Vinatieri since the World League, and they watched him, so then he got to be on a team. He was pumped to be your teammate, so you're being very humble right now. But I, I got a chance to see, like, Bill Belichick after the game every single time we we played come over to you in like a full you know cool conversation I, I didn't try to eavesdrop every time but certainly some of the times I did you know like just to see that whole conversation was awesome anytime you saw old coaches from the Patriots that were or teammates that were now coaches you were like a godfather of that whole thing and, and that leads me to this point whenever we would play in New England which Tom is going to have to do and Gronk is going to have to do in week four coming up or whatever. You going on the field for warm-ups when it's just, you know, scattered people there. A lot of thank you, Vinny. A lot of thank, thank you. A lot of thank you, Vinny. Thank you, Vinny. That boy, Vinny Terry. We go back in. We come back out for the game. 
It was a different world out there from those fans and what you did for them. And then as soon as the game was over, it was right back to, all right, Finney. Love you, Finney. I, I think that place doesn't get enough credit for its fans being just savages and like a part of it because it's almost expected because they are just known as Patriots fans. But I think Tom and Gronk, that's going to be a show, don't you think? Oh, it's going to be fun. That's probably why the tickets are astronomical right now. <laughs> Funny though, you're absolutely right. I remember we're on the sideline of the game and some dudes yelling, Man, Vinny, you effing suck. And I remember you turning around going, Come on, really? Come on. He does. You know? And his buddy's like, Dude, he's right. You know, pull <laughs> the dude out and, and he had to kind of like eat a bag of crow, I guess, at that point. But it was hilarious. You're absolutely right. They're, they're great fans, they're savages. That's probably one of the reasons why it's difficult to win there. I mean, they really have their. 12th man on the field if you will by by their excitement their crowd and stuff like that so it, it's it's always enjoyable to play there it's always one of those you circle that and you go i want to beat these guys because you know it's just respect i mean game recognize game i guess but you know you just you just you have to go in to beat the champs and i don't care what their record was last year it, it's just it's a different feeling when you play the patriots Oh, I mean, I, I think a lot of people obviously remember your career from both places. I don't remember you missing any kicks, obviously, in your career either. Honestly, really, when I think of you, I think of you draining, draining game winners in, in Super Bowls. Every big game you could think of, you're making a big field goal. But that I wanted to ask you about, first off, you, you seem to be as jacked as you've ever been. I saw you and Pat did the schedule announcement. Look great. Would love to know your, your program that you're on right now. And also, like in more serious note, if you were still playing and you had to go through this I just wonder with how the players going through this, the COVID protocols and not getting to interact, like how weird would that have been for you? I would have absolutely hated it. Absolutely. My wife said maybe it was good that you stepped away when you did. I mean, I didn't step away. The knee helped me step away. But she said, I can't imagine you getting your nose swabbed every day. And, and Pat, you can vouch for me. I'm the biggest smart ass dig. You know, the training staff and those guys would have absolutely hated me because I would have gave them a ton of shit every single day. So... <laughs> they would have they're probably like thank god Vinny's not in the locker room right now but um but appreciate you noticing that i've been working out uh i've been you know honestly just eating healthy i, I tell you covid that whole year i sat around the house couldn't go anywhere so i got into the habit of drinking a bourbon or two or three every day and mm -hmm. i just put on a bunch of extra weight and i remember just i literally it was about this last year getting out of the shower and looking in the mirror going god you're disgusting right now so <laughs> Like Pat would say, you know, I'm a pretty prideful guy and I challenge myself a lot. And that was one of those things, man, you're going to get back into shape and you're going to look good because I don't care if you're almost 50 years old or not. You're going to be, you know, my, my goal is when I'm 50, maybe men's health. You know, I, I go onto the show or I go and do an interview and they take some pictures with my shirt off. and They go, damn, for 50, that guy's pretty jacked. So that's. I'm trying to be like you, AJ. I'm just trying to get big like you, man. AJ works out every morning like 5 a.m. And I assume that okay. you... Kind of like you, because 5 a.m. is a little too early. But I'm also retired, whatever. <laughs> um, Vinny, I think a cool thing about you while you were playing is, and this goes to the fitness thing, while you were getting, I don't want to say up there, because in real life you're not old, but as you were looking more and more like the fathers of the teammates of ours, you know what I mean? As you were getting to the stage where you could have been dads for some of the players, you still 
got in the bench like you were still there was still like uh there was still like a hey it's not forget you don't just you know you don't fall your way into this long of a career yeah. okay like that was that was one of my favorite things about you it was like you were so competitive you were you kept up both you know with society in the locker room but also the music and athletic i mean you were just it's not easy to be an older guy in the locker room especially as a kicker and you were just like one of the coolest dudes of all time in everybody's eyes so i think that has to be said at some point you know appreciate it. i just like to compete with the guys you know i didn't want to be that guy that that kicker over on the other side of the room that that was doing his own little quirky stuff that he couldn't lift weights. I'm like, I think, I think at the end of the day, I wanted everybody to understand that I was. It meant as much to me, and I was going to do everything I could do to be the best I could. And shit, we all, you know, I miss kicks, and we drop touchdown passes, or we throw interceptions, or whatever, whatever it is. But we're all in it together, and and I wanted everybody to make sure they understood how important it was to me, if not as important or more important, because the older you get unless you know how much time you have left. And, and uh, ultimately, it was a badge of honor being in there, sitting in the hot tub, talking finances with the young guys that may know how to invest their money. And they just ask you about, you know, little simple questions about life, finances, relationship, that kind of stuff. And by no means am I an expert on any of that stuff. Just had a little few more experiences along the way with 20 extra years of life or 30 extra years of life, whatever it was. So for me, it was awesome having that father figure or, or big brother or grandfather, whatever you want to call it. It was, it was definitely awesome to be around all these young studs and, and being able to help out in a, in a weird way. Yeah, man, I enjoyed watching it. And as you were talking there, I was just thinking to myself, I would have retired probably five years earlier if I had one of those kickers you were talking about. I, I don't know if I would have been able to legitimately i don't know how i would we were around each other so much so much we're around each other i couldn't even imagine having to be with somebody that you absolutely hate i i couldn't even imagine it i was very lucky obviously the goat was the guy but you're also uh life and everything like that so incredibly cool connor what do you have yeah adam s patriots fan thanks again for the super bowls i mean it was a true pleasure watching you win all the time uh in a hypothetical world if you were to come back and you could only choose between the Colts and the Patriots, why would you come back and be a Patriot and not a Colt? What's that all about? <laughs> Leading question. At this point, you know, I'm just at the mercy of whoever the heck would want to bring me back. But in saying that, Pat, you and I have already talked and, and we've kind of kept things quiet. And you're, you know, obviously the Indy Star jumps onto this about Adam, you know, blah, blah, blah. Hey, let's, should we just make it real? Should we just say, hey, we're done? We're riding off into the sunset? I mean, is that, is, do you want it to be live on your show that Vinny's officially done? Is that what you want? I don't want that, but if it's going to happen, happy it's yeah. happening. Yeah. I would like that to be known. So uh, don't feel obligated, don't be, feel forced. Put it this way. Hey, let me see. Today is what? Wednesday. By Friday, if paperwork goes in, you heard it, you heard it here first. First of all, congratulations on a legendary <laughs> fucking career, dude. <laughs> in a game that revolves around the score, okay? That's how they pick winners and losers is in a game in which they keep score. To be the all-time leading scorer in scoring sport, I think many would say, hell of a fucking job. Yeah. 
Unbelievable. South Dakota kid, you didn't have an easy way either. You went over yeah. to Virginia to train. You're a high school teacher, I think, or a substitute teacher. Then you go to the World League over in Amsterdam. Somehow survived the off-the-field activities that you could have fallen into. Stayed focused on kicking. Go into New England. Uh, beat out Matt Barr at some point, even though he had an incredible career. Win Super Bowls. Memorable moments. Biggest moments in the sports history revolve around your your foot in a lot of cases. Congratulations, man. You're the fucking best. I was honored to be your teammate. Yeah. Hey, one favor to ask. One, you got to come out and help my kid punt, man, uh, and kick and do all that stuff. You know, we got to get him to the next level. I, I can do so much coaching for him, but another set of eyes and another an, a superstar pro bowler like yourself, man. I, I need you. You know what? If he wants to play linebacker, I'll have AJ come out and help him do some stuff too. How about that? Smart. Hey, maybe both like his dad. Maybe, maybe yeah, both well. like his dad. Um, I'm so thankful for you. I didn't want you to do that or expect you to do that. The fact you did that made me really, I wish I would have been able to, put a little bit more pen to paper on describing your career because for every specialist, dude, this is real. Justin Tucker has said it, who's probably going to be the next guy, right? There's a chance he's going to be the next guy. There's a couple, Butker, he might be the next guy. He's got a massive leg. He's going to be in big moments. There are some guys that are potentially going to get there, but to all those guys, you're the guy. And I wasn't, uh, I wasn't a punter, obviously. I thought I was going to be a kicker. I get drafted to Adam Vinatieri's team, and it was an honor even though we weren't playing the same position to watch you kind of do your business and i would have never made it would have never been the person i was if it wasn't for being teammates with you uh you're obviously a hysterical human being off the field but you fucking did it dude and you should be incredibly proud if this is officially it man you should be it's really really cool appreciate you man that's uh, that's awesome and it was an honor to be your teammate and still your friend uh, it was fun being out there because as much as you wanted ultimately to be a kicker too i think you made me better because uh, i always knew that you were sitting there get a, if i screwed something up you're going to take my job kind of thing so it made me be consistent and work a little bit harder too so if anything you made me better as well so hats off to you as well well I think my holds were also spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Come on. There were some times that it had even been a shaky snap, and all of a sudden you and I both look at each other. Not not saying that that happened often, but we're all human. We all kind of. Yes. And there was there was one or two times a year that we would look at each other as we as the balls through the upright, going, "Whew." What? Thank God that worked out. Hey, so. nice fucking kick, <laughs> Nice fucking kick, pal. Overton was obviously incredibly good, but at that position, it's impossible to be perfect. There was a couple moments where we got to share. And I always talk about it when I, you know, people ask about you and talk about being like the most clutch human of all time. And I've told the story, and you've actually referenced the story of me telling you that. Going out there for that first, I think it was game winner or game tire, I forget what it was because I always felt it was my job as a caddy almost. Like, I'm a caddy, okay? Like, I'm I'm trying to either keep it light or just kind of read the room here. Like, whatever. Hey, let's go, old man. Uh-huh. This ain't nothing. Like, here we go. Like, that's how I, you know, we kind of approached it. And there was moments where I was like, All right, I shouldn't talk to him right now. This is not the thing. That first game winner, and I got the chance to experience why that kick went through against St. Louis and why that snowball game against the Raiders went through. It was awesome. Just, hey, you ready, old man? Normally you get a yep or like something. Not a single sound was made. I turn around and it's just this soulless man standing there. I'm like, all right, here we go. All right, we're going. And it was just 
There wasn't even a doubt. There wasn't even a anything in your head. You were stone cold out there, man. I tried to learn as much as I could, but you got to be born with that, I think. And uh, you're one of one, dude. You really are, and that's a that's a super cool thing. I appreciate you, buddy. I appreciate you. You're the best, ladies and gentlemen. Surefire Hall of Famer. I guess officially retired now. All-time leading scorer in the history of the NFL. 101 seasons completed. The man who has scored the most amount of points. Four-time Super Bowl champion, Adam Vinatieri. Yeah. Good afternoon, beautiful people. It is Wednesday, May something. And hour two begins right now. Hour one, we experienced some technical difficulties with our YouTube stream. Everybody on earth thought we were dead, thought we were taken out. Call an ambulance, but not for us. We're fucking have no idea what happened, why our YouTube crashed. We think an update was asked to happen on our computer that goes live to YouTube out of nowhere. Software thought they could take us down. An update thought they could take us down. The internet thought we were dead. They were pissing and dancing on our graves. But what did Zito do? He took the game out of the device. <laughs> he blew on it. <laughs> and put it right back in there. Are we staring down a future problem that is certain, more certain than the Pittsburgh Penguins winning the game tonight? Yes, Mm -hmm. this will come back and bite us in the ass. We put a Band-Aid on a flesh wound, a dodge. This will probably get us, but we are back. We can't thank you enough for rocking with us. All right. Let's get to the show. Hammer Down Boys have uh, joined us. It's great to see you guys. Great to see you guys. Uh, I also saw whenever all hell broke loose that the COVID cowboy and the Canadian heater uh, did try to jump in and put out some fires. Oh, back yeah. There. So nice. we appreciate you guys. Thank you, you guys. We appreciate you guys. Ain't that right, Diggs? As soon as you saw there was a problem, you ran right back. You were like, what can I help? How can I help? You need a horse. You need a hat. Well, when YouTube went down, actually, I said, oh, I'm going to take this opportunity. I'm going to take a shit. So. Oh, oh. No. oh, that's right. I didn't no. see you back there. Yeah, you're, you're also thinking to yourself, uh, is this me hammered down this dime? I'm going to go home. <laughs> uh, how's it going, boys? You guys are still incredibly hot. It makes no sense to any of us how you've done it. Last night, you were 4-1 uh, and one last, last night? Last night was a good night on the diamond. Um, tonight, you know, who knows? Gumpy will probably be 5-0 and oh on the diamond. I took it on the shins last night. Tough night. Oh, no. Oh, no. Shit. I shouldn't have brought it up today. No, I mean, it happens. You know? I don't always bring it up, though, no. and it feels like when I do bring yeah, it up, every single time, you yeah. guys are like... We won, we won, we won. So much so that there's side conversations happening in the office and on the internet about you guys potentially lying about your... Yeah, so this will make some people happy, you know? I had a losing night. I'm sorry. Hey, by the way, I'm not happy. I'm not happy about it, Gumpy. I'm not happy about it at all. Because you've been winning me money, but... I just find it unbelievable to me that we have the hottest gambling podcast gambling show coming out of this office, and it is never going to end. What happened? I'm being told that there have been tweets sent that we are down on Sirius now. No way. That's what Twitter says. What the fuck? (laughs) Goddamn ticker. What is going on? (laughs) This is awesome. I guess I got to. (laughs) Uh-oh. Yeah. Call an ambulance. 
but for serious. What a day. Ian. Ian. Things broke. Oh, oh no. no. Take- the whole system is going down. Ian, can you hear me? Is Ian Rapport there? Yeah. Ian. I'm here. Hey. Bro. What's up? The whole show's phone. My ear things don't work now. Oh, no. Can we make you happy? We just got back on Sirius. Oh, we're back. We are back. Way to go, Z. Uh, Ian, a lot of people are saying the reason why our YouTube went down is because the bandwidth could not be handled in anticipation for the Ian Rappaport appearance. And then Sirius went down, I think, because I heard the anticipation for Rap Sheet and Friends to come back out of hiatus was so high the electricity (laughs) blew right through the thing and blew it out. But now we get a chance to hear from you. We're back on YouTube. We're back on Sirius. Let's have a way. Here we go. Here we go, boys. Yep. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm not trying to be a whatever, but uh, if you guys were down on YouTube, I was canceling. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm just, it's not, I'm just not going to do it. So now that you're back, I'm really pleased to join you. Well, you're not the only one, all right? When our YouTube went down, instead of coming to help uh, host of the show in in here, COVID Cowboy, he went and took shit. So now's a good time to take a break, actually. I I heard that. Yeah, you said you'll cancel. (laughs) I mean, it's okay. You don't have to be in the foxhole with us, but... At least you'll be able to give us enough intel that we could potentially go in the foxhole and win our own, win our own battles. Uh, let's talk about what's going on in the NFL, Ian. I appreciate every time you come on here and spill your brain a little bit. There's a lot of stories to be had. Aaron Rodgers right now, uh, I do not know anything. Uh, obviously, he is not. I, I think he's a friend. I think he's a friend. Not a source, though. I don't ask him for anything, and I don't talk to him really to know anything. What have you heard aside from what we know? He's karaoke in Hawaii. <laughs> he's learning a Taylor Swift song. He's jumping off waterfalls. He appears to be very, very happy, which I'm very pumped about. And now he's also golfing against... Uh, uh, Phil and Tom alongside uh, Bryson DeChambeau on July 6th. What are you hearing football-wise, Packers-wise, Aaron-wise? Is this thing going to end anytime soon? Uh, first of all, golf-wise, I'm I'm very excited. Uh, I can't wait for Brooks Kepko to be the uh, sideline reporter and just destroy everyone mid-round. I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but I would be I, I would be here along. for that because, <laughs> I mean, he really needs to. That rivalry is real, uh, and I am – I am here for it. It's like the rivalry of the unlikable golf pros, which is just, it's like, it's like Harbaugh Schwartz from like 10 years ago. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I don't know if Kepka deserved that, but go ahead. I think he's won a bunch of majors. Anyway, um, so as far as the football, uh, Aaron Rodgers is not at OTAs, which was certainly some news this week, especially the fact that he's been posting videos from Hawaii all week. So we've known he's in he's Hawaii, which he's not, uh, he's not posting not videos. Anymore. He's not posting videos. Right. Let's make sure. Thank you. Who's posting? Well, I believe it's Kaylee Teller, who yeah. is Miles, uh, who's going to be in Top Gun 7 that's coming out that's here. That's right. My Teller's wife. Is uh, his wife. And, you know? the and also singer. the uh, musician. Yep. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Well, that's uh, – so someone is posting videos <laughs> who I've never heard of, um, although I'll probably be well, watching dude. the Top Gun Jeez. movie. But anyway, as far as Rogers goes, I, I think what's been, what's been interesting is, like, you know, he's done – obviously did an interview with Kenny Mayne where he said words, didn't really change very much. Uh, you know, it was – I think it was, I guess, interesting that he at least talked somewhat about football, but it's not like anything he said changed things. To me, he left it a little bit more open with Kenny Mayne than I kind of thought, talking about it's for people, it's the, you know, clearly trying to win over fans, but it's about the culture. But he never said, I want out. He never said, I'm not going back. He never said he wanted to be traded. There was a lot there that he didn't say. 
And then to hear Matt LaFleur talk about how hard they're working to get him back in the building, it's at least at some point if this thing was over and done, uh, somebody would have at least insinuated it was over and done. And and I don't get that impression. And I know from uh, you know one of your esteemed co-hosts, uh, AJ oh, doesn't get the impression that it's over and done. So uh, I am still thinking. I'm still of the mindset that this thing could somehow some way get put back together yeah the silence is deafening is something that is said obviously for a lot of situations this is one of those and i don't think either party expected it to go as public as it did so i don't think anybody was ready to potentially have to talk about because i don't know if either of them know what's going to happen in the end him saying though and we talked about this yesterday uh i love my teammates yeah I love my coaches. Mm. That immediately, like, okay, so him and LaFleur, good. All right, so this is, so we, there's like, even though he didn't say much, I feel like LaFleur had a big win in that interview. LaFleur was like, all right, so if he gets back, he and I are still really good. He understands that this ain't me. This is something that's happened before me. Did you get that same feel or no? You know, I hadn't really quite thought about it like that, but that's actually a good point. I'm surprised uh, because, you know, if, if LaFleur has been, all over Rodgers as far as we love him, he's the best, we want him back. I mean, all of those things, I just, you never, I mean, I don't know. It's tough to know what Aaron Rodgers is actually thinking, except if it comes out of his mouth. And so the fact that he said that is actually a good point because now it's like we know the, I don't, I, mean, I don't know if it's enemy or not, but like for lack of a better word, we know the enemy. We know the antagonist. Obviously, Bride Gutekunst, who drafted Jordan Love, is it. Um, if, if Aaron Rodgers is back up. Hey, listen. There's others, right? I, like, I have not heard this from Aaron. Go ahead. But AJ and others that have spoke about this, Kuhn and everything like that, you hear them talk, and then you look into the Packers. It's not just – I think there's, like, numerous people that are potentially – you know, because there's no owner. So it's like there's mm-hmm. – you know what I mean? There's that whole situation. Yeah. I, I, so I don't want to say it's necessarily just – I don't know, and I don't think – unless you do, you might know. I don't know. You probably do now. I think, but is Guntekunz the guy? Is it all Guntekunz, or I, I wonder if it's a, a culmination of things before Guntekunz even got there as well? You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he runs the draft, so you know his decision to draft Jordan Love, and, and to me, like I know, and I know Aaron Rodgers said it's not about Jordan Love because by all accounts, Jordan Love is an awesome guy. Like everyone, you know, I have no idea if he's going to be the future franchise quarterback of the Packers, but everybody likes him, including Aaron Rodgers. He seems to work hard, like all things good. But this is, to me, about the drafting of love because it's the first time Aaron Rodgers, without a heads up, and obviously we've seen some organizations like, say, the Bears, give their quarterbacks a heads up when they're going to draft someone. Andy Dalton got the heads up, you know? Um, But to me, that's it it was the first time Rodgers said, hold on, like, am I not here as long as I want? And that, I think, triggered this whole thing. But again, like contractually, they could make it, so he doesn't have to worry about that by giving him the guaranteed money that's, that this organization rarely or never gives anyone for multi-year guarantees. That, to me, is kind of where the potential fix comes. Yeah, I think so, too, and hopefully that'll be able to happen. But he also, it, it we haven't got the feeling from anybody that actually knows the situation saying that it's not fixable, which is also cool if you're a Packers yeah. fan. So it, it feels like sure. I don't think either side has any idea how this is going to end up. I, I would assume that they could just sit down and make a bunch of decisions with each other and be like, no, this, 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 and then it'll get settled. But who knows when that day comes and who knows who's asking for what. Hopefully we'll learn someday. And and to the Jordan Love thing, they also, to your point, they kind of told him like your days are potentially numbered here, like the writing's on the wall. But also they didn't use that pick to like, 
make the team like yeah you know what i mean like they could have yeah. they traded up they didn't even have one they traded up to go get somebody and they use somebody that's they pick somebody four years down the road. We were just in the NFC Championship. Like, why don't you, why don't we at least try to do that? I think that's another thing. If I was, once again, this is not coming from Aaron. This is just me from hearing the thing that you could be like, yeah, what are we doing? I, Tom got everybody back that they wanted. They got every vet there. He, first year out, he's able to do whatever the hell he wants. He's getting told for a se- last pick of the second round draft pick, like, hey, we're going to do this. This is okay. Yeah, Andy Dalton hasn't even played a game. He's getting, it's just, I don't know how you fix it. I hope they do. Let's move on, though. Julio Jones, I'm out of there, okay, was said, and I don't even know if I'm allowed to mention it because allegedly, potentially, illegally yeah. recorded. Highly illegal. Highly illegal. Yeah. I, allegedly, the internet is told me. I mean, the laws are what they are. Like, I'm curious to see what happens. I have no idea what's going to happen, but, like, it, you know, it, that raised a lot of eyebrows, just the, he, I'm going to broadcast this guy's private phone call on air. Like, that is wild like and i reportedly the falcons are pissed and i do not blame them yeah i would assume the falcons are pissed julio's team probably not exactly Mm -hmm. thrilled because this doesn't make him look great to other teams potentially it's like that isn't exactly what julio has ever been about by the way i don't think that is i don't think julio is a big public you know like statement i don't think he is right that's not his thing now he did have that instagram situation where he took down the falcons photos when they were in negotiation but julio i think is a pretty reserved oh yeah you know what i mean pretty behind so ultra private yeah julio had to be in on it. like i i know that people are reporting that he wasn't and i it listen and if it comes out julio says and shannon says he didn't know or whatever uh he had to have known don't you think she, he had to have known that is a that is a crazy situation to be in for Julio, I'd assume, if he didn't know, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, career-changing situation, right? Like, saying, I'm out of there for when you've been the face of the franchise, like, you know, I guess theoretically somehow he could go back, but it's hard to put the thing back into the other thing, you know? that's So, I, I mean, you could do it, but, yeah. like, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know how it happens, and what's, you know, I don't know how deep we want to go into, like, the inner workings of FS1, but... I'm not sure they aired that again. Like usually on all the other shows, if they have some groundbreaking interview, they go crazy with the the audio. Like, did they air that again? Yeah, I, I'm not. You heard I'm the not. host, uh, host um, Jenny Taft. Taft. While he's on the call, she says because they have her separated. They they've done that through quarantine okay. or whatever. She says you should tell him he's on live TV or something. Yeah. Like she. Oh, I didn't even. Oh, jeez. But I didn't know if that was I. To be honest, I thought it was all a bit. Yeah. I thought it was all a part of it. You know what I mean? Like, because every once in a while we'll get somebody to call into this show, or other people have had it. And I literally, you know, now to my credit, I don't do a lot of things good and a lot of things right in this whole hosting world. But that is something I feel like is very. I don't know what this person is going to tell me. And I, I like listen, you what you're about to tell me. I don't think the world deserves to hear. By the way, I respect what we have going on. If Shannon did that to Julio, I think. I think Shannon also has to feel pretty fucking terrible about it because it's like a code, you know? It's like when somebody's mic'd up on the sideline, everybody goes like, hey, 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 like I am mic'd up right now. Do not. It's just you never know. I just, I, I refuse yeah, to believe he didn't know. I, I don't know. I just. I, I don't know the answer to that, but you mentioned the sort of code thing. Like we have, you know, at our network, a lot of very, very good former players. Michael Irvin was one. We've had, you know, you all know, Dion and Marshall, all those guys. And they constantly are talking to current players giving advice, helping, like, being a sounding board. Dion was constantly a sounding board for young corners. For I mean, everybody. Dion's ha- a sounding board for everybody, by the way. What Dion right. has done to the game is awesome, by the way. Yeah. 
he's right. It's awesome. And constantly news would happen. And then I would be talking about it and Dion would go, oh, yeah, yeah, I knew about that. And I'd be like, hello? And he's like, oh, yeah. Like I, When a guy tells me, I can't. And it took me a little bit of time to understand, but he's right. Like when they're talking to him, they're not talking to him as a TV analyst. They're talking to him as one of the best corners ever to play the game. Like that's – there's some – I want everything to be public, but there's some stuff that needs to be private. And like I have a lot of questions about that. Yeah, you told AJ Hawk that Aaron was a source. Yeah. It's like it's like one of his friends. Like that's you view it much differently than the players. Ian. I yeah. mean, that is that is oh, two yeah. different things. But my life is very strange. And and, the, and guys have gotten caught up in saying things on a very regular basis. This is this is not a normal or an abnormal thing where guys will accidentally leak some information that they had heard that wasn't supposed to be public. It, it's natural. That's why I try to literally block myself from all conversations because I'm like, hey, listen, if it's in here, like there's a chance. It's going to come out. So it, it is something I legitimately like have to like Adam Vinatieri, for instance, he went on uh, Chris Mortensen or not Chris Mort, Morton Anderson's podcast, mm-hmm. Legend of a Kicker, and talked about how he, he basically this just broke today. He basically was thinking about like coming back and like trying and his body wasn't reacting how he thought it was because Adam Vinatieri. The reason why he is the way he is is because he's like uber competitive, just like everybody else. But like, I thought there was no way he goes out the way he went out. Like, I, I didn't think knowing Vinatieri, yeah. everybody was like, he's yeah. too old, he's hurt. I'm like, that ain't how Vinatieri operates. Like, I, I don't think that's how this whole thing's going to go. And it was, he's kind of alluded to that he was thinking about coming back. He finally said it publicly, so now I can talk about it. But I would never even ask him. I'd see him, and I'm like, I don't even want to hear it because I don't want to have to say it because that's big news. There's a little bit of a, there is a real like. There's a friend code there, like a teammate code. Hopefully that wasn't the case. We'll see what happens with Shannon. Um, anything else popping off in the world uh, that we should know about or anything that's going to happen you think that we should know about? Um, there is, okay, it's, there's, you know, there's an NFL owners meeting going on now. I'm sure you're, you know, obviously very much into this. The uh, A change to the low block rule has been approved. Uh, these sort of things that they're going to, I know, very exciting. Um you know, these are the sorts of things, just getting some getting some things in order now with NFL's having some league meetings. I thought it was interesting yesterday them talking about how many, you know, the owners and team presidents talk about how many fans are going to be in the stands for uh, 2021. Like, I, you know, COVID has sort of forced us to think like one week at a time because you literally don't know what the numbers are going to be like. Football is going to be back in a very big way. And it's going to be, as someone who enjoys football and watching on TV, like it is going to be awesome to have like normalcy you know i think so too in football is better with fans in it i mean it's a part of it. i think nba i'm realizing too oh yeah when you watch that knicks game and then you watch a game where the fans are like super far away it's a much different game yeah. there that whole thing there's only two teams uh, but fun but, fact by the way i will be headed to the knicks game tonight uh in apparently very good seats um, I'm not gonna brag. I'm just saying. I'll be there. Uh, yeah. Are you gonna be next to Tracy Morgan and Spike? Oh, yes. Yeah. You're gonna be doing a shoulder bop with Tracy Morgan, dude. <laughs> Look, it's possible. I'm not. I'm obviously not gonna rule it out. I think the main thing is like I'm gonna have to dress like I'm a semi, you know, put together person. Like I have yeah. to get some cool sneakers in case we're like right. There. I have no idea. This is gonna be a. It's gonna be an experience. What do we got there? Yeah, you should wear these. These are the Zions. You put these on, by the way, there'll be a picture of you sitting on the wood, pal. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you got to think, you can't be the bland white sitting on the wood tonight, Ian. Uh-huh. Don't, can't be that guy. You can't be the guy who, 
whose dad made so much money in venture capitalism yeah. that they've just kind of lived and they have front row seats and they yeah, don't no. dress anything like a fan. They have super polos on and everything mm-hmm. like that and they yeah. just walk in and out. You can't do that, Ian. Nope. Can't what, do that. So what do you think? Are you thinking like Nick's t-shirt? No. Or yeah. can't, I can't go jersey. You think just regular Body pool, paint. Like I'm a... Yeah. Don't tempt me. Body paint. Body, you trying cool. to get on TV? Are we trying to be something or are we just trying to be there? Are we in the game or at the game? I mean, a little of both. My wife has blue hair. That might get her on TV. There you go. Maybe I'll just be the guy sitting next to the woman with blue hair. Oh, you have orange hair then, yeah. right? Blue That's hair, orange hair. Go next. You might actually be onto something. Please. I mean, this could end up being bad for you, though. I want to let you know, Ian. Like, the photos could be bad. I, I, the internet could turn on this. I don't want to. I don't want to give my stamp of like positive approval on this. But if you do oh, that, yeah, we will see. definitely see it because I don't want to be a part of you potentially getting bullied by people. No. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to be a part of that. That's that's not what I'm about. Uh, go ahead, uh, Dix. Uh, Ian, remember when uh, all those teams put out those statements like hey we're not gonna do otas that was a fun time is there any team that any team that is actually not doing otas because it seems like all the teams are uh i believe at least 22 uh or more are, are have reached some agreement with their coach that was that was a time and everyone was talking about the uh the boycott or whatever it obviously has not been a boycott um but it's also been started I don't know, kind of interesting and maybe a little helpful that because of all this noise, because of all the boycott slash non-boycott, teams have definitely dialed back on, like, what they've done this offseason. So, I mean, do you really need to be full speed in May? Like, I don't think so. You know, there's definitely ways to get better without tearing a knee in May or June. Like, that's always been ridiculous to me. So I think that this noise has forced teams to adapt. I don't, I don't know that there actually is anyone actually boycotting but at least players got an extra four weeks of virtual and OTAs have kind of changed, I don't know, maybe forever. So that's not a loss for the NFLPA, I would say. With the information you just gave us uh, and kind of the condescending attitude from the COVID Cowboy okay. and you about this boycott, at the end of the day, what is a boycott? What is it? Nobody shows up. No, it's a protest, okay? And what, what is a protest? A protest is a drive to try to make some change. What you just told me is they changed things. The mm-hmm. protest, the boycott worked, actually. Right. Congrats to the players. There, there you go. go. Good work, players. Probably right. It ain't I mean, going to change for everybody, though. There's going to be some hell to be paid for this from somebody. Yeah, you're probably right. But look, if, if at the end of all this, we get like – no or fewer injuries in June. Like, there's nothing worse than a stupid injury in, like, a June minicamp. Like, come on. So, this is better. Well, especially when people act like it matters. And it does, okay? It does matter. You you lay down the groundwork for your team. You get to meet each other. You get to mingle. It's a camaraderie builder. You saw Carson and Mo Alley Cox doing their thing. You learn the offense. It is a big deal, okay? It is a – I've seen – a lot of people dominate in OTAs, and then everything changes in training. The only thing that matters is training camp. And that sounds like a terrible thing, but the only thing that matters is training camp. All this other shit doesn't matter. That's why when it was going to become such a big story, I was like, this is about to be a big to-do about nothing, which is kind of all labor agreements, I guess, whenever it comes to what we can potentially negotiate about, which OTAs is definitely a negotiable piece in this entire game. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to tell you that there's a power outage in New York. You might not be going to that Knicks game. I guess. Oh, oh, no. That's why we're down on Sirius. I guess they're, this is what Zito just told me. So this yeah. is, hey, we are covering this live as we go <laughs> here. There is a source in my ear saying that one of our platforms, Sirius XM, is down yet again because 
there is no juice in New York City. Oh, no. Which is where SiriusXM is headed, and also where Ian is looking to head to as well to watch the Knicks tonight. Uh We'll keep you updated on the situation as it matures. That is very scary. I, I need to not have the blackout so I can make my first courtside Knicks game appearance. If I am, in fact, court, courtside. If I'm all the way up in the, the boonies, then this conversation never happened. You know, I've gotten a chance to be, uh, you know, courtside on a wood. Whoa. I, I have six to seven. Wow. I have six to seven rebounds, okay, over Ooh. my career sitting courtside. Of people of or balls? Balls. Like the, oh, okay. Well, not I, like the people fell into your... Had a great moment. Roy Hibbert did something. He stumbled over to me. We get a dap up. He walks away. Sitting next to me was his agent, who was also Jordan's agent. That's why we talked, because he came and said, who the fuck are you? And I said, who the fuck are you? And he said, well, I'm the guy that should be getting dapped up for my client before you should be or whatever. And I'm like, oh, nice to meet you. And he pointed at my shoes and said, I created it. So I've had a lot of, you're going to have great moments there, okay? Right. You're potentially going to get the ball. The light just came on. Power outage is out. Look at you. You're back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, there's you get up to go to the bathroom if you're courtside, all eyes on you in that entire arena. I mean, you are on you're on a stage when you're down there. I want to let you know that. I mean, I, I got to go. I don't want to, like, take too much time. And, like, I go to the bathroom, I take too much time. And they're like, what was that guy doing? Like, I need – if yes. I'm going, like, I'm. it is going to be the fastest I have ever – and I'm going to, like, run back until I get to the floor. Then I'll kind of walk casually and make sure I don't trip and fall or anything. They do describe courtside tickets, though, as, like, row three and row four. And I've learned that if you're row three courtside, which is just a chair, a fold-out chair in three rows behind, that's actually the worst seat in the house. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see. Your feet's on the wood. You're, on the, you're still on the floor. Oh, yeah, true. You're still on the floor, but you're not raised at all from the people in front of you. Uh, you have less room, and, and you're, I guess you're kind of conflict, so you got to pray to God that you're not like row three courtside because I think that's a little bit yeah. of a hustle that they got away with. I thought I walked in. I'm like, here we go. Oh, I'm not doing that. All Whoa. Right. I will see you later. See you guys. I went out and got out of there. Uh, Ian, enjoy your night. Hopefully they get power. If anything else happens out of these owners' meetings, we'll appreciate the updates. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, pray for me and my seats are not in row three tonight, and uh, I'll let you know how I'm doing and uh, what kind of impression I made on the general public. We'll, we'll look for your wife with the blue hair. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappel. Yeah. You think she has blue, like, are we talking like electric blue hair? Perhaps she doesn't lie to us. Sounds like it. He doesn't lie to us. No. That low block rule, by the way, big deal for interior yeah. line. Oh, Huge. yeah. Breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your public... No, I'm sorry. This is not a public service announcement. Oh, no. This is a pubic service Ooh. announcement. And the news you've been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the United States and Canada. Yeah! Listen, they had the 1.0, change game. Yeah, unbelievable. Proprietary technology for, you know, a Nick Free manscaping shave. I actually saw Manscaped on Shark Tank just the other night. Uh, they ran a replay of this oh, whole thing okay. uh, with the pitch, the idea. Lori's involved. Cuban's involved. We got involved with the Lawnmower 1.0. We said, wow, this thing's unbelievable. Then the 2.0. Ooh. Then the 3.0. Oh. And then now, somehow, they've made the best version of something I didn't think could get any better. The Lawnmower 4.0. It's a whole wow. new balls game. 
good. It's like they got a Hemi. Well, their advanced ceramic blade and skin safe technology is so good that it almost seems as if Manscaped worked with Elon Musk's engineers to ensure your testes are as safe as possible. What makes this trimmer different than all the other trimmers? Whoa, a whoa. new multi-function on and off switch can engage a travel lock. Travel lock. Because they turn on in your thing and then it vibrates and you get there, it's dead. Yeah. Kicking around. Now, although this thing does have an incredible uh, charging station, it looks yeah. beautiful on your thing. That thing's a pain in the ass to do that. Trim it, beard. it also has a 4K LED light on it. On it. Uh, the new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all over through additional guard length sizes one through four. That's huge. Oh, you can trim shit. that mustache if yeah, you want to right get rid of it. I could trim it. it. No, no, get the other guards. I could. Don't, do Don't get rid of that mustache. If I had that mustache, I would never. Okay. Unless you want Shave to. Shave an eyebrow. Do side of your face. Do an eyebrow. No, are you doing your mustache? No. You kidding me? Do an eyebrow. No way. You would not get cut if you did. And it is meant for your manscaping areas, but uh -huh. it also works oh. beautifully around the face if you want to get, maybe use the 4.0 uh, for one thing and the 4.0 for another thing. Yep, good idea. Too. Get 20% off and free worldwide shipping by going to manscaped.com forward slash pet. Uh, wireless charging as well. Whoa. What? Oh. Yeah, 4.0's new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer. Holy shit. You hear that, AJ? <laughs> Make sure you go balls, then face, Connor, when you're trimming. Nah. <laughs> no, no, two different ones. Need two different ones. And you can do that with Cramps. this incredible deal. You get 20% off and free worldwide shipping at manscaped.com forward slash pet. 20% off free shipping at M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com forward slash pet. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Thing's awesome. It is. It is unbelievable. Yeah. The light is so know, bright like too. Floodlight. Like, it on looks there. like a trophy. Yeah. When you it open it up, true. it's like, I'm gonna go ahead and shave my title belt with this trophy right here. <laughs> yeah. And it's gonna be nick-free technology, better than ever. Wireless charging and a lock, so it doesn't stupid charge in the bag. Yeah. Mm -hmm. AJ, you have one of these, and your face is always cleanly shaven. I assume you go face and then manscape, or or do yeah, you have I two? I actually, I, I bought a, a lawnmower back in the day. I don't know what version it may be, one or two. So yeah. I'm well, fan. don't get caught left behind because yeah. the 4.0 is the best version. Yeah. Yeah. Time to upgrade, AJ. Joining us now, ladies. Thank you, Jay. Thanks for everybody doing everything today. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a man who has to deal with terrible tech every single day because he lives in Ohio. Super Bowl champion, national champion, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hall. Yeah. AJ. Oh. Dude, what's going on? What's happening, guys? How you doing? I heard this, this whole show go down. Yeah, whole show went down on YouTube. We're live on Sirius. Then we get back up on YouTube. No sound. Back off on YouTube. Back up on YouTube. Off Sirius. Sirius has a power outage in New York, which is where they're based, so they can't send uh, the thing to anybody. So then Sirius comes back. We're back. Can't go to a commercial break now because the break button, the break function has not been activated. So now we are live on YouTube and Sirius. We cannot go to a break on Sirius, which is the way that whole thing works. So we're just going to rock with it, baby. Great to see you. Yeah. Great yeah. to see you, AJ. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing well. I assume you've already uh, touched on the what the A Rod and, and Bryson, Phil, and Tom Brady match coming up. We let off the show with that, but what are your thoughts? I'm pumped up. July 6th in Montana, the match is back. Phil Mickelson, the lucky lefty, the oldest human to ever win a major in the PGA's 7,000 year career. 
champion takes on Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron has not been golfing. He's been jumping off waterfalls. He's mm -hmm. been singing singing Taylor Swift. What is, is he ready for this? DeChambeau is not going to play any games out there. I'm excited to watch this. Can't wait for it. And hopefully we'll be able to be at the big time in Big Sky. Oh, you want to go there? You're going to go to it? Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to see who I got to call. I would, I think we should do a live show from that for sure. You know, so this is uh, who's is it? Oh, TNT. So is like Charles going to be following them in the fairway and all that? I would assume they're going to do something similar like that. Yeah, but Bleacher Report and TNT have a relationship with Fanduel, uh -huh. so I think we potentially have a, you know, little handshake. I think we have a potential way in. Don't want to ruin the show. Don't want to be on the show. Don't need to be on the show. Don't have me on the show. But I think us live from there would be hilarious. Like I, I think that would be very funny for our show. Now. That's not going to be allowed, I'd assume, because Capital One paid a lot of money and it's not going to be able to. But I have sent out some uh, lawn darts, seeing if I can stab the right uh, situation. You yes, know what I mean? you Tom's could remind Capital One, too, hey, we had the second biggest bracket in you guys' March Madness thing. You know, so, I mean, we are. We, we have worked we, together. We do yeah. have. We've worked together. We have a previous relationship here. And I have a Capital One card. Boom. Uh, here we go. So, I mean, what are we doing here? Now. The way you guys handled me because of my age and everything like that with how much I was allowed to spend there for like a year was a little bit of a problem. I thought you were judging me a little bit. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but since then, we've had great conversations. It's great to be a Capital One family member in there. And thank you for the rewards. Okay. Mm. Thank you so much for the rewards. I don't know where to get them, but I get a text message telling me that they do come. So I'm very thankful for that. Uh, let's go ahead and do that. Tom Brady's talking a lot of shit, though. I like it. He's cooking right now. Tom, by the way, also not at OTAs, voluntary OTAs. He has come out in big support of the players, you know, kind of standing their ground with this OTA thing. Like, let's, this is better for everybody long term. He's training. I assume they're back at the school they were at. He has a sick shirt. I mean, his oh, yeah. new merch has all of his Super Bowls that he's won down the spine. It is a great piece of merch. He's been training. I can't wait to see how this thing pans out. Well, I think uh, it'll be cool now that now that Tom jumps out there and is not scared to promote this thing. I think Bryson is going to dip his toes in the water too. Like I don't know how active Bryson is on Twitter. You guys will know better. It, like you think Bryson A Rod, this is going to become a thing because we know Phil's getting in the game for sure. I think a lot of people are potentially upset that it's not A Rod Brooks. Yeah, Brooks's health probably had it, something to do with that. And I assume the PGA was like, hey, we got this golf ball whacker guy. Mm -hmm. The needle for him moved more than anybody else. So Bleacher Report, TNT is like, oh, this is the guy we want to get in here. But with where the world currently stands for DeChambeau, is he just going to go ahead? I mean, is he going to talk? I think he is. I think he's got to buy in at this point now. And Aaron's his teammate. So does Aaron have to do a little bit of that as well? It seems like it. Yeah, right? probably. I mean, also, just to sh how far DeChambeau can hit it, like, it'll be worth it on the, you know? I mean, I think he adds enough value. And I think they said Rodgers is like a, what, like a three or a four, maybe? So, like, he's also a very, very good golfer. I'm, I'm excited to watch this. Hey, he's a good player, huh, AJ? Yeah, he is a good player. I don't know if he was a three or a four right now. I don't think he's been playing as much lately as he has in the past. So we will see. I'm sure he would not have agreed to it if he didn't feel pretty good about his game. though. Yeah, and when do you think it all came about? Just here recently, you think? I mean, I would think this had to happen. Like, they had to have Phil talking with him before he won. The PGA, correct? Like, I, I, this I, didn't just pop out of nowhere, I don't think. Maybe they're like, they had preliminary conversations. Would you want to do this again if we could? Would you want to do this again if you could? Then when Tom says, let's go teammate after he wins and they do it, maybe that's when they're like, hey, now's the time. Let's go ahead and do it. I, I, I don't think it was planned before this win, but I think maybe the, the 
and who knows, and this is very dumb for me to say because I fucking have no idea, but it feels like unless they were working, unless Tom was working immediately after that PGA Championship, like, hey, let's remember now, we are teammates, Phil responds, it's like we got a match. If they're doing like boxing, WWE promotion, like more power to them, that is awesome. And by the way, Tom Brady, who does social media very well, would do something like that. Whatever the case, I'm excited for it. I'm pumped for it. And how many times is Aaron going to get asked there, you know, what his plans are if it's not figured out by then? Let's assume that that is now the deadline for everything to get figured out with the Packers. Let's assume that's that's what it's going to be. Is Miles well, Teller going to be his caddy? <laughs> yeah, are they going to take caddies, or do you think they'll take the carts like Tom and, and Peyton did? Well, the carts were because of COVID, right? They were auctioned them they off for big, charity. They were a big hit, though. Yeah, I love the yeah, cards. Right. And yeah, also the GoPro. Yeah, and the camera inside there. Got to do the cards. Have to have the cards yeah. again. Got to do the cart. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be fun. I think Aaron and Bryson will be a fun dynamic to see those two interact. I have no idea if they have a relationship at all, if they know each other. I would assume they do somewhat. So I think their personalities could be fun together. You think Aaron knows about the Kepka meme? What do you mean? The anything bad yes. is Bryson yes. DeChambeau and then Brooks kept his face. Of course. He does know about that? Of course. Even the Packers kicking a field goal meme? Yeah, from Brady. From Brady? Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah. Man. I oh, mean. Yeah. I haven't really. Okay. It's a shot. <laughs> That's that one. But Bryson, happy to be here. Aaron realizing he has to spend the whole day with Bryson. Tom Brady tweeted this out. Okay. I like these. Yeah, me too. I'm a big fan of these. And the guy that he just got teammate, uh, tag team partner with, is the guy in the back who's being associated with every bad thing that has ever happened in the world. <laughs> yeah. There uh, you go. The Packers kicking a field goal down seven. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it is. This is Tom well, Brady, by the way. Yeah. This is, yeah. I mean, Aaron, but. Aaron's not mad about that. LaFleur can be mad about that, but Aaron can't be upset about it. LaFleur can't be mad about anything on uh, Sports Center. Aaron said, I love my teammates. I love my coaches. Mm-hmm. Everything else. So he won. Me, Tom Brady making <laughs> memes. Aaron and <laughs> People are smart, man. I like this. Dude, Tom is a legend, dude. How, you know, coaches, a lot of old ball coaches, whenever social media was coming about, they hated it. Why are you spending time distracted with social media? Now, granted, I probably got a lot more speeches than a lot of other people because I was doing it, I think, you know, at its very earliest inception, trying to, you know, enjoy my life on there. I thought it was kind of built for me. And a lot of people, why are you wasting your time on it? Imagine if you were just, you know, focus on kicking. It was like, okay, when I'm laying in my bed at like nine o'clock at night, what am, I, am I supposed to fucking kick pillows? Like, what do you want me to do? Am I allowed to just lay there and put a tweet out? Or what is? am I allowed to... You know, that's not as much... I mean, I guess I could go back to just fucking house and beers every night. You know what I mean? I mean, that is something I could do. Or I'll play video games. I guess I could play video games till like 2, 3 a.m. I mean, that's something to keep me in my, my brain active, I guess. Or I could just sit here and basically send like a text, but through the internet. I mean, there's... I could see how you think that's bad, but... This is, I'm just having a good time over here in my downtime or whatever. I had that speech given to me a lot. I assume I'm not the only person, right? Juju has probably gotten this this whole thing. But now it's going to be difficult to give that speech because a lot of people are going to be, oh, the greatest of all time. Uh, he does social media better than everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does... He does social media all the time. Aaron, by the way, oh yeah, he goes on uh, Internet Show Weekly. Okay, mm-hmm. so the two greatest, uh, whatever Mount Rushmore you want to put on this game, they're down with it. So if you can't, that seems like a you problem. I mean, I'm very thankful for Tom's activity on the Internet for all of those reasons plus, you know? 
Well, I don't think that's kids now. There's no way they like if you're a coach now, you know, coming up, like you can't even have even think about having that talk with someone. It's just a different time. Like you, you say it all the time. This is just it's a different time right now. And how they've come up with social media and everything, all the so-called distractions, like I give them a lot of credit because they seem to handle it pretty damn well compared to what distractions were, say, 15, 20 years ago. That's what I'm saying. I think distractions pre phone were much more devastating to yes. performance on the field mm -hmm. than what the distraction is now. The distraction now is just different than what it used to be, so it automatically has to be immediately hated or whatever by some yeah. people, not everybody, but I'm just saying some people, you know? I mean, distractions before, like, people just bored, going and stealing things off of cars, taking accessories, stealing grills off of people's porches. <laughs> brawling, yeah. brawling Fighting. in yeah. bars, Bra absolutely, <laughs> brawling in bars and then just walking into the facility the next day. What's going on? <laughs> you all right? Yeah, I'll be good. I mean, God got me pretty good there, but what happened? Oh, he said, fuck you or something to me. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, I had to kill him. Had to do it. It's like that used to happen. And everybody's yeah. like, oh, this Twitter, this TikToking. Mm, yeah. Is ruining the game. It's like, you know what I used to fucking have? You have no idea. You know when they were smoking cigarettes on the sidelines of the games? Imagine what they were smoking when they weren't on the sidelines of the field. What are we yeah. even what are we even talking about here? What's on sidelines still an incredible thing that they maybe should bring back. But I mean coaches are on social media now too. They, that's how they use it. They use it yeah. for recruiting now. Chuck Pagano, by the way. Him. He's good on Instagram and he's retired. <laughs> yeah. He's Peloton God. Ooh. Yeah, Grandpa. He loves it. I, I love watching Chuck on there. I wish Rex Ryan would get on social media. Oh, yes. That's something I feel like I let him down, not motivating him enough to get on there. What's hey, that? when we, uh, I didn't get to the chance to ask Sanchez, or I forgot. Does Rex really have a tattoo of his wife wearing Sanchez's jersey? Yeah. Yeah, on his, uh, they, I think it got covered up. I think it was on his arm or leg. Somewhere, wherever it was. Yeah, yeah, he does. And, mm. and there were some other things that Rex will have to combat for like the first couple of months I mean, of social media. Yeah, Wes sure. Walker oh, yeah. is, Wes is an absolute genius legend for him when he got, didn't he get suspended for a half or something? Yeah, I mean, he's not the only one. There's other people that have done a lot of things. I mean, Baker, I mean, mm. he. Uh, <laughs> but Wes stuck with it. Wes had like a, a 90 second spiel where he stayed just stone-faced and he stayed in character baker did as well though that that's yeah, uh, right. yeah so you know very impressive what west did i've never met him i've heard stories i've seen him celebrate uh horse winnings where he got paid more than what he was supposed <laughs> yeah. to sounds like that's a churchill i'm big west walker fan okay big west walker yeah. fan. but that is something that you know rex is gonna have to sit in the pocket there for a couple months that's you know? right and that's like kind of the speech like hey you're gonna have to sit in here and take it but once you get past that people are gonna love you because i got to meet rex we got to meet rex i think he's awesome i mean that guy is incredible his brother also oh, awesome. oh man that'd be incredible yeah i think we have the picture of the tattoo i believe yeah, it's on his arm. Thought so. Look at that guy, though, by the way. Fucking walking around and crushing it. Yeah. How, how you doing? Keep it moving. It might not be a Sanchez jersey. It sure, sure looks like it. It could might be a been. nine. She's upside down hanging. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Nick in Connecticut. What's going on, Nick? Nick, Pat, how are you? Huge fan of the show. Oh, thanks, uh, thanks for taking my question. But a quick question about the Rodgers situation with the Packers. Do you think that opens up the division for someone else like the Bears if they start Justin Fields early on? Uh, great question, Nick. Do we have that Cutler video? 
I, I could get it real quick. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Of course, if of course, if Aaron Rodgers is not on the Packers, it really helps out the other teams. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I, I didn't. Is that what he was right. asking? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did not address that immediately because my mind went directly to Jay Cutler made an appearance on local sports talk radio in Chicago yesterday and was incredible talking about Justin Fields when he was asked there. Let's assume if Aaron leaves and Justin does well, it will have a little bit uh, a parabolic shift in the NFC North about who's the king in town. But any now chain reaction, whatever division he goes to, there is a quite <coughs> you okay. I just swallowed something. It was a cicada. The Wait, cicadas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something oh, yeah. hit me there. There we got. I mean, hey. Pond it's been a wild day. High. Okay, I mean, AJ. I mean, there's a lot going on around this here. Show. All right, this okay, show. Okay, Connor. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, thank you for having a little bit of respect for what we're battling over here Good while you God. sit in front of your bookshelf, okay, up there in your attic with perfect air conditioning yeah. and the internet very average and that whole thing. We're battling over here, okay? Mm-hmm. We are battling. Coming Good to you word. live from one of the only two cities that will not allow full stadium <laughs> yeah. this fall. We have been battling here. In Indianapolis, especially in this office, especially today. We thank everybody for watching and listening. Couldn't go to a commercial break. Have to go to the hard out, though. Very fascinating. One rule is another rule. We have no idea how this is going to pan out. I assume there's going to be emails that I'm going to have to be a part of here afterwards and calls and things like that. But I will love it. I will enjoy it. It's great to be here. Um, He couldn't bring up the video. (laughs) Jay Cutler was asked by Waddle and... Sylvie? Sylvie. They asked Jay Cutler on the phone... Uh, do you think, like, Justin Fields, this is a big day or something like that? And Jay Cutler says, uh, do you believe in Justin Fields or something like that? And they said, yeah. And he said, why? And he was like, why? You know? And he was just fucking with them, I believe. But it really does lend to a conversation. Like, Justin Fields could be the next Aaron Rodgers, right? He legitimately could be. We have no idea. Yeah. He, he could grow into the next Aaron Rodgers. He could be the next Andrew Luck, put a team on his back next year and go to the NFC Championship. He could be all those things. He could also be terrible at football. That's why I think it is very unfair to say like, hey, this and this and this and this, especially with young players. We have no idea whether or not he's going to be good. I hope he is. I hope he's great. I hope he is awesome for his sake, for what he had to go through for the draft cycle, for the Chicago Bears' sake, their fan base' sake. But who knows, dude? And that's kind of what Jay Cutler was saying, I think. Like, yeah. hey, who knows how this is going to go? Who knows? And aren't most people just like they base a lot of how they evaluate a player is what they hear pundits say on TV. Like what somebody tells me their grade is, whatever. Like how many people are truly watching a lot of the film? Like Dane Orshlovsky, after him, who else is watching like all the tape? What do you think Dan watches all of the tape? No, but I think Dane definitely <laughs> watches what he knows he's going to talk about. I think he does research for what he's going to yeah. speak about. I think so, too. But that is very time-consuming. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, very, very time And yeah. by the way, lonely. It is not a, you're in a room, hold up. Now, some people love this. People love watching film. Darius Butler, by the way, loves watching film. He'll go in there, music on, all by himself. You got to have a purpose. Like, you have to have a purpose. Though. Like, you have to have intent in when you're going in to do it. Like, I, if you sit back and just watch... Oh, hey, let me watch the all 22 of this game. No, it's terrible. It's boring. But if you are trying to, like, okay, here, I'm going to study this offense's third and medium situations. And then once they get in the red zone, like, I'm going to figure out what their little tendencies are. What do they like route combinations, protections? You got to have some kind of goal. If you're just watching it, you're going to get lost. Yeah, he. Darius gives himself like homework assignments almost. The one was like Sam Darnold. He was like, I'm tired of hearing everybody talk about it. I, I want to go see. And he came back and he was like, 
He stinks. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's right. And whenever he said that, I was like, okay, that means, to your point, when I heard D-Butt say that, I was like, hey, I've, I've seen Darius's film study uh, work. I've seen Darius's film study answer questions that other people couldn't answer. I've seen him uh, be a very, very, very intelligent player. And whenever he's, he didn't say he stinks. I, I think he did actually. He, did. No, he, he said, he, said he has the chance. I guess he has made throws in film where you're like, wow, that's very impressive. Uh, but at this moment, he stinks. And he started breaking down how there was a play, and this might be, Gase might not deserve this, I guess. There was a play where Darnold hit a guy. Boom. Then in like the second quarter or third quarter, same play, same defense. And if he would have known that this one thing was going to be wide open, he would look somewhere else, and then he looked somewhere else. So I think like Darius, when he watched the film, he looked at it like for a mission, like, okay, does this guy stink or not? And then he started finding reasons, like, okay, he, he forgot about this coverage. And I assume Darius was like, that's a massive... That's a massive piece of this whole thing, you know? So you have to pick and choose who you listen to, and you also have to pick and choose who you believe when they say they're watching film. You know, that is a tough game out here. And I've gotten got, hey, I've gotten got. Hey. We've all gotten got out here by thinking somebody knows what they're talking about, and then it, you know, it turns out they don't. But there's a couple guys and girls on the internet that I enjoy because it's like, hey, there's some, there's some things that it feels like have held true. Like, Rossini was our go-to there for yeah. the entire thing. Like, hey, she knows... She knows, it, it, and that's not just film study, but I'm talking about like day to day, especially in this show, we have to be very careful about like who, and we've learned a hard lesson numerous mm -hmm. times, but that's like one thing where it's like, okay, Rossini is to be believed until she proves otherwise, yeah. and she hasn't, by the way. So it's like, okay, she's a Schefter is Schefter because for long, long, long time, it's like, okay, Schefter knows. Woj knows. Mm -hmm. Like, here's a Joe DiNardo back in Pittsburgh yeah. growing up. Weather no weatherman. Joe knows. Okay, yeah. there's, until they prove otherwise, but we are in an information gathering society where it's tough to believe who to believe. You know, that's a tough thing to do. Yeah, and you to believe those people though they are not a hundred percent. Like there's nothing a hundred percent when it talks about evaluating. Oh Jesus Christ! Predicting right. success though, you can't predict success. Yeah. Jay Glazer can. Yeah, you can. Jay knew. Jay knew. Yeah. There's Jay a few knew. people. Hey, also a good shout out to Joe Donardo, the weatherman. You know Joe? No, of course not. But I like that you when you played off like yeah, of course everybody knows old Joe. Wait, Joe said <laughs> it would. Joe said it would. That was the tagline. Joe knows. I mean, there was just there was also another Joe in PA who also knew, but yeah, he oh, yeah. Dude. Nebraska. And, and by the way, that's Joe Patern knew. Okay, yeah. that's uh, that's what everybody was saying. Now, I didn't say that. I didn't make that up. No, I'm just you telling didn't. you. Joe Denardo, though, other Italian named Joe in Pennsylvania. That pie's on new. <laughs> Moment of silence for Joe Denardo. By the way, thank you so much for letting me know when dead? I need a raincoat. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, yeah, he's Joe. very dead. Thank you, Joe. Thank Miss you, Joe. Why are you, you laughing Joe. at Joe like that, dude? You knew. Hey, Joe is a legend. Joe DiNardo and Sally Wigan, okay, Ooh. got Pittsburgh through Pittsburgh times. I, I just want to let you know. Sally's still doing Sal's it. Sally's still going. Oh, Sally will never stop. She is Pittsburgh, pal. Hell yeah. Let's go to Leo in Indianapolis. And that actor. I saw that uh, Ozempa commercial with your boy. Oh, Billy Carell. Bill. Yeah. He, did he did great. Hey, he's got some quick feet. You never guessed yeah. that. He's fucking hey, you, think, you think uh, Billy Gardell can make the ticker? <laughs> I don't know. I can't see the, the ticker. Uh, actually, the ticker's down. Actually, completely. the ticker yeah. is Possibly. potentially 
The could the, be poison. No, can't confirm. The ticker did not do anything. The ticker was ah! an atom bomb. The ticker happens. The a nuclear weapon. Everything crashes. You no, know? it was just a big, big update that needed to happen. And you can't control New York power outages. And by the way, Zito is a guy, when talking about tech, I will listen to. I will also yes. assume that there is a different way to do it. And it's probably <laughs> whatever. But I don't know the answer to it. Zito got it figured out. Yeah. I will listen to Zito and a Zito production. This particular time, though, there was one move that was made and everything has crashed. I'm assuming that that maybe was an interference in that, but you're saying, no, it's all a happenstance. No, they're two different things, but it Sh- just updates. We need them. Shout out to the shout out to the ticker, by the way. Dude. Shout, shout out. out. Ticker is awesome. We love that ticker. I love that ticker a lot. <laughs> Like a lot, I, a lot. I mean, I think it's a, like it, it's a weapon that other shows don't use that you have. With, like it's a thing. Whenever I get to see it, it makes me happy. Honestly, when I, I just I cannot wait to see if it's been updated. We talked to the founder of the ticker actually, and uh, ticker founder, ticker stooge. <laughs> he's not, by the way. He's like one of the smartest guys. And Zeta was talking to him. I was listening off conversation. Listening. Wait, the guy that like invented the technology? Uh, the company that does this. They've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, over 30 yeah. years. They've been doing this for like a long time. Well, and Ticker th- Stooge, what do you have to say? Uh, he's oh, very geez. smart, but I think he'll appreciate us calling him Ticker Stooge. He's become a fan of the show, I think it sounded yeah. like, since watching the show. He hated our show. Okay, his nephew or something listened to the show and he hated our show. Then he's kind of been forced to watch our show because the Ticker is now a part of our show. Big fan of the show. Not our demo at all, by the way. <laughs> Shout out to that guy. Yeah. Hey, you're not. Ticker Stooge is a compliment. Thank you, Ticker Stooge. We're listening to him. And he was, uh, I was listening to him talk. And he talks about how nobody really in the history for like 30 years has ever talked about like the ticker. But like our ticker is a weapon down there. It's like yeah. getting a ticker on the show was a massive celebration point for the show. Like Zito came with the. The uh, hey, I think we got a ticker or whatever. Because I've asked for one for like a long time. Like if we could get a ticker, that'd be cool. Zito Production figures it out. I think we got it. It'll also be stored somewhere else, like in a cloud, so we won't have to pay or whatever. And we started doing it. I fucking love it, and it is a weapon to the show. It's not on right now. It's dead right now. Oh, okay. Shit. Well, when we uh, rebooted uh, the computer and had a reset, yeah. So I have to reprogram it. The ticker just started singing, though. Oh, yeah. I'm coming home, coming home. Tell the show I'm coming home. Let the upgrade waste away. I'll come back with shit to say. And I'm the best ticker ever. I never felt so strong. All right. That's the show, yeah. That's hour two. Wraps up just like that. Take your back, man. How many... Hey, Pat, how many other shows can say they had at least two moments of silence on a a national radio show? International, thank you. One for Joe DiNardo. Deserved it. Thank you, Joe. One for a ticker hiatus. Thank you, ticker. Deserved it. Thank you, ticker. We don't hand them out to everybody, but when they come along, they are worthy. You laughed in the face of Joe DiNardo, which I will not get over for some time. Jeez. Despicable. But the ticker did deserve it as well as Joe DiNardo. 
can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show. The fact you allow us to penetrate your ear holes Monday through Friday, we are eternally grateful for. And I know every day isn't always an absolute banger, but sometimes some cool moments happen live while we're recording, and that happened today with Vinatieri. You're the absolute best pal. Ian Rappaport, AJ Hawk, all the boys, thank you for your time. And to all of you, you're the best humans on earth that you allow us to be a part of your day. We're back tomorrow, big show. Ty, please be a friend. And play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Wednesday night. Cheers, everybody. Hashtag in the pod squad. Keep that thing going. See you tomorrow.